I'm Saker. And I'm Evan. And our podcast is It's All Been Done, a Bare Naked Ladies podcast. Hey, what's that podcast about, Ev? So, do you know of a band called Bare Naked Ladies? One week. Yeah, yeah, that's one of them. Okay, all right, cool. Yeah, I know yeah, of them. Do you ever want to learn more about them? Or... Absolutely not. <laughs> okay, well, then this is the podcast for you because we teach you nothing with various guests. Yeah, like uh, like Matt Besser. Holy we shit. Climbed in a second story window and partied in this house where we barely didn't know at all the people that was crazy holy fuck mike mitchell why well, I, I don't know how how like how much you guys really do love bare naked ladies justin mcelroy grab your tongue grab your tongue and i want you to say Our born tongue. on a pirate ship born on a pilot ship you were born on a pile of shit and many more so check it out but also if you don't like bare naked ladies we talk about them probably like a third of the time so uh, yes that's every Tuesday, wherever fine podcasts are sold. We can make a board game about it. Hi, everyone. I'm Andrew. Hi, I'm Marn. And this is the Argonauts Podcast. Every two weeks, I'm going to fail to solve an ARG, and Martin's going to tell me what I should have done instead. That's right. And we are finally finishing The Beast the today. Beast. We are putting it down after four long parts. Uh, we usually yep. say four-parters for when we have a bunch of YouTube videos to watch, but this one just has a shitload of stuff in it. <laughs> yeah, this is probably going to be a really long episode, because this, uh, this next part is really long, but we didn't want to do a five-parter. Oh boy. All right. Well, uh what are we If you're jumping in for the episode 4 for some reason, uh what's the brief kind of summary of what we learned last time going into the finale? Uh okay. So I'm I'm just going to read like the the last recap on this page that we're using. Okay. Um Uh so yeah, so this uh this little like guide that we are using written by adrian han uh has little tiny recaps at the end of uh every every like large chunk of of plot stuff which i appreciate because this is a very dense arg Mm -hmm. and it uh is hard to hold it all in my mind at once (laughs) i'm right there with you um and so I'm, I'm going to read Recap 10, which is where we kind of left off last time. Okay. Uh, Loki has gone, and his legacy is lots of dead AIs, including Mephista. And Rico Basta ordered Kate Ney to reprogram Venus so that he could order Venus to kill Evan Chan. Mm-hmm. After this, Kate blackmailed Enrico and then fled the country. When Ivy read a coroner's report on Kate, she killed Enrico just before she was killed herself by Crane, who was... Like the the hacker that was like killing, uh, smart homes. Right for his uh, sister or his daughter. Yes, uh, Crane is the name given to John Greenstreet and his AI. John has a sister called Bev- Beverly who has ALS. 
Claude Gilbert from Cybertronics offered to help Beverly, presumably if he got something in return from John, which is most probably his assassination of Martin and other designers' houses. We don't know if Claude was operating independently of Cybertronics or not. Recently, John Greenstreet was killed by Jackson White, a hitman who received the contract from a gentleman in Japan, who may or may not be the Japanese businessman who contracted Martin to remove an AI from his house. It is believed that Claude or Cybertronics ordered the assassination of Martin's houses to stop him from investigating into the disappearance of his AI brother, David, who was made by Cybertronics and was a failure for the company. However, it Mm -hmm. isn't Martin that is doing the investigating, but it's really someone who has stolen Martin's identity. Martin's AI, Brutus, is in contact with Jim Wheeler's son. Jim is a high-ranking member of the anti-robot militia, and he is now aware that his son has been talking to Brutus. Martin's mother, Monica, has been a patient at the Catskill Seaview Clinic for the past 12 years, and she has recently been having interviews with Jane Sutter, a long-standing and potentially powerful employee at Cybertronics. Kate Ney is probably still alive. Her coroner's report was faked. Things that are unsolved... Was Claude doing Cybertronics bidding by ordering the assassination of Martin's houses? Who ordered the killing of John Greenstreet, Crane? Who is pretending to be Martin and is investigating David? Why is Jane Sutter interested in Monica Swinton all of a sudden? Who led Enrico into killing Evan Chan? What has Evan got to do with any of this? <laughs> <laughs> It's very funny to me that this game has reached the point where we're just like, why do we care about Evan again? Yeah. <laughs> like, it, it started with a murder mystery and it got so far, like, off the rails from the murder mystery that it's like, oh yeah, we're uh, we're supposed to be solving this murder, huh? It's like if uh, if Twin Peaks hit, like, season seven and people would be like, oh, sorry, who's Lauren Palmer? <laughs> who's that? Uh, also, from last time, we know that Enrico... Uh, was murdered right. by uh, Ivy, the the smart house, and then Ivy was murdered by, by a mysterious. Crane. Uh, yes, by Crane, who was like a a mysterious third party. Oh yeah, he's, I said he's that. The I... Domicidal maniac. Yeah, yeah. I said I said that she killed Enrico. Mm-hmm. I like completely said that and then immediately forgot because so much happens in this ARG. <laughs> so much happens in this ARG. Um. I have a very important question for you that you might not know the answer to. Uh huh. How close are we to the release of the movie? Uh, I think at this point. Wait, let me let me check because this we're going into June nineteenth, uh, two thousand one. I'm just gonna look up the release date of the movie. Uh, this movie released. Uh, June 26th, so we are very close. Okay. And there was kind of, like, a a little, like, cheeky, out-of-character thing going on where people could, like, sign up to get, uh, like, early tickets from one of the characters. Right. I remember there being kind of a half, like, a sort of in-game where they were, like, there's a movie that is being premiered that is, like, we're we're re-watching this old thing if you come to this theater it's an old documentary about AIs. You should come check it out. And it's like, this is the movie that this game is about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Which like is the... weird because it means that the movie exists in uh, in canon, but also so do the characters. Yeah, it's it's weird because the characters 
so Martin is the brother of David, who's like the main character in AI, and I'm pretty sure Martin is in AI. But the ARG takes place after the movie because Martin is like a child in the in the movie, uh, and is an adult in the ARG. And so it's safe to assume that this is just kind of its own separate universe thing. Yeah, it's it's very weird because they're treating the movie like oh yeah, it's a it's like a fictional movie that happens within the context of the setting, but also the characters are real and you interact with them and they're like the main characters of this ARG. <laughs> this is the, it's the movie's the biopic <laughs> version of the ARG. It's so weird. We're, we're playing the Hamilton, or no, we're playing the Hamilton of AI artificial intelligence. Maybe that's vice versa. Yeah, it's, it's very, it's very odd. And, and the reason that I think that they did this I might be wrong, it's because there was, like, literally no precedent for doing something like this, mm-hmm. so they could just, like, make up whatever shit they wanted to. <laughs> That's fair. I kind of lost sight of the fact that, like, this is a brand new thing, so it's like, oh, we don't have to worry about any rules, or who knows what's going on now. We'll just keep going. Yeah, exactly. Like, they they, they really had, like, no, uh, like frame of reference for like this is not a game or like separating the game from reality mm-hmm. and and they just were like well what if we have one of our characters just like step out of character for a second and be like hey you should see the movie that this game is based on <laughs> <laughs> which is very funny mm-hmm <coughs> Um, so yeah, so that is, I think, the last thing that we talked about last time, except I, I dipped a little tiny bit into, uh, into the, uh, this next section that we're going to cover, because the first part is very funny, which is that, uh, Laia, one of our main characters, who was, uh, Mephista's AI owner, they, like, shared a body, uh, and Janine Sala's granddaughter, uh, she sends the players an email uh, on June 19th, and she says that she is still upset that Mephista is dead. Uh, she's wondering uh, what Venus is up to now, uh, that she has, like, disappeared and been, like, like uh, the, uh, the, like, robot terrorism group Bios, like, got her out. Mm -hmm. uh from jail um but her memory was wiped uh and she puts up a new blog entry that says she has gone to meet the red king who we know is a teenage hacker named Dwayne, whose mom works for the like police that's your favorite shitty teenager right (laughs) I love the Red King. Okay. He's really good. It's Tillman Henderson um, in hacker form. Yeah. Um. So, Laia goes to meet with the Red King. Uh, she has done the detective work to figure out what his real name is and what his home address is. So I guess she just shows up at his house. Damn. All uh, right. And she, uh, she wants. So 
the players don't know what they're going to talk about or what they have talked about, uh, but there is speculation that she wants to team up with him to kind of make sense of Evan's death and, like, everything that's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, the story so far, kind of, like, out-of-game website where the GMs are, are keeping everyone straight on the story, um, confirms that Crane ha- was the killer of Ivy and all the other houses, uh, and they also confirm that he is now dead. Uh, and it mentions the Man Act, which I think we talked about all the way in part one. We have. Uh, which is a uh, like congressional act that was introduced uh, that is like the big discussion point on like whether AIs become like legitimate citizens or not. Is it whether they get the right to vote? Is that right? I think so. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and then Martin changes the password on his website, which you may remember changes to, like, a different Shakespeare quote that you have to complete every time he updates his little, like, diary blog. He's got the world's most pretentious password (laughs) security. Yeah. Uh, and it is... Uh, it it once again, like the one last time, has two answers. Uh, you can type the phrase with a period or without a period. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you type the one without a period, you get, uh, I think, the same page as the last update, which has a tiny update, uh, which mentions uh, Martin running away with the things he did when he woke up, quote unquote, okay. and... It talks about his mother being at Catskills and how she has had sleeping problems. Hmm. Uh, if you type the quote with a period or without the period, uh, you get taken to a page that has two images of a baseball player, but in different colors. Okay. Um. And one of the images was called mayi.jpg, and one of them was called goose.jpg. Uh, and people realized okay. that mayi was one of the like URL directories on the Catskill website that they had already found. So they were hmm. like, oh, maybe goose is the other directory. Uh, and it was a directory, but they found uh, basically the same thing that they had found on the mayi directory, which was... Uh, Jane Sutter's interview of Monica Swinton. Okay. Uh, and then they find that the Red King has updated uh, his little hidden page on the most wanted page uh, on the SPCB. Okay. Uh, which reads, man to see, humans to fish, connect the dots. Et two has been chatting with someone sloppy. The return data stream wasn't encrypted at all, which to me equals invite and RSVP. Ain't <laughs> had a chance to analyze it yet, but might be something juicy. Yeah, if they didn't want me to get in, they would have used a password. Yeah. Yeah, you know. easy peasy, duh. Uh, and so Et two is like his nickname for Brutus. So mm-hmm. he is talking about Brutus's uh, conversation with Jim Wheeler's son. Okay. Uh, he is, he's grabbed some of those uh those little chats and uh and linked to a new puzzle which is a diagram of a baseball field with little clip art 
baseball images around it. Well, luckily for me, I've become an expert on baseball lately, so I'm sure uh-huh. that I would have been able to solve this puzzle. Yeah, baseball is uh baseball is easy now. I know I know about baseball. It's just baseball, but just a little different. Yeah. The players don't get incinerated. That's that's how it is. Yeah, Jalen Hotdog Fingers doesn't hit five players with a pitch. <laughs> Did that just happen? Oh yeah. Oh no. Young oh no. Wright, Miguel Wheeler, Summer Preston, Alex Cardenas, and Ronan Combs are all now unstable. Oh, Wild Wings. I'm so sorry. No incinerations yet, but the Wild Wings roster has not changed in a long time. So they might be ready for it. <laughs> They're due. Oh. Oofa doofa, mild wings. I'm so sorry. <laughs> All right. So so how did they solve the boring baseball puzzle? Okay. So uh, they were given a baseball, like a picture of a baseball field and a number of pictures that went on each position in the baseball field. And the players were like, okay, so each picture probably represents a letter. Like, this is probably a, some kind of, like, pictograph to letters puzzle. Uh, And we know that in baseball, each position is represented by a number. So, like, the pitcher is one, the catcher is two, etc. And so if you choose kind of like arbitrary letters for each individual symbol uh you can write them all out and see where or are like arbitrary symbols for each symbol for example uh you can write them all out in the order of the positions on the field and figure out like oh, okay this uh this symbol comes up more often than not so like it's probably an s or an e and like this this word has a lot of like double letters in it, so like that might be an L. Sure, kind of um, standard <clears throat> brute forcing. Yeah, it's basically like a standard cryptogram that you can just like brute force. Mm-hmm. And um, I feel like it's not. I feel like brute forcing sounds a little mean for solving that way, but like I don't know if there's a better word for that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. Process of elimination. I guess. educated guessing yeah to me brute forcing makes it sound like well you didn't like find what the cryptic like you didn't you didn't figure out how it was coded you just like forced your way through it instead but like i don't know what the real difference is by just you're just decoding by hand i don't know why i'm on my high horse here i'm gonna get off my horse you go back to the stable all right so they brute forced their way through this puzzle yeah this page calls it uh educated guessing which i think i like better than brute forcing yeah you know what yeah brute forcing makes it sound like you didn't solve the puzzle you just did your own thing and got the answer but like that's how you solve this puzzle so i don't know it's definitely it's not brute forcing they just solved a puzzle yeah yeah uh so so we know that this this uh this baseball message is encrypting a uh a message that jim wheeler's son has sent to brutus basically um and the decrypted message says hi things weird big trouble dad says lady senator gonna die his friends will kill what should we do damn all right yeah so uh he is basically 
relaying to Brutus that uh that the anti-robot militia is going to assassinate Senator Julia Mann, who is responsible for the Mann Act. Mm-hmm. Um and that Brutus now has this information, the Red King now has this information, and the players now have have this information. Shit. Alright. But um luckily the Red King is with like the pro AI like hacker groups and Brutus can probably get that information to them as well. So hopefully Senator Julia Mann will be safe. Hopefully. Uh, and then there's a bunch of uh, news page updates on various uh, websites. So uh, SPCB has put out a urgent warning about sentient houses being infected via infrared transmissions. Uh, and people are like, oh, that is probably how Crane killed Martin's houses. Like, that's an explanation for us. Mm-hmm. Um, and there is another news story on the SPCB about a stutter in the data sphere, uh, that people speculate is just kind of a, a cheeky nod at, uh, a, a time that week that the, all of the game website servers went down. <laughs> uh, AIT, one of the universities, that's the one with like the moon campus, I believe, uh has some news stories uh they unveil a secret project that they're working on which is to they oh okay so they they unveil a secret project on their moon campus uh which was that they are going to send an all ai crew to another star via a light sail okay uh, which, according to this guide, is all within the realm of science. Of course. Like, it's scientifically accurate. <laughs> um, and their second news story talks about the Man Act 2, which uh, is the, the act. Uh, it holds a referendum where the United States population can decide whether or not to give the AI equal rights. Okay. And I think we know from before that, like, the European Union and, like, Australia, I think, uh, all have, like, their own versions of the Man Act 2 that have, like, already passed. Right. America's just behind on civil rights stuff, surprisingly. (laughs) We're usually so good about that. Uh, and Bangalore World University has some news stories. Uh, one is also on the Man Act 2. Uh, and the second story uh, is about uh, the university collaborating with a French neurological institute, Clinique du Lille, in uh, hmm. clinical trials of deep brain stimulation. Um, and it says that the collaboration was cut short because it yielded inconclusive results. Okay. But they do get a link to the clinic website, which is entirely in French. Okay. Uh, which is kind of par for the course, because I got another one earlier that was like entirely in German. Right. Yeah, time to solve our French cipher. <laughs> um... So, the clinic website uh, 
gets translated by some players who speak French. Uh, it apparently doesn't say exactly what specific medical condition they're researching, uh, but they know that they are doing uh, deep brain stimulation studies and they're a neurological institute, so it's probably something to do with the brain. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they say that it is a, uh, hereditary disorder, but they don't specify what it is. Um, and they talk about very weird things that they do in their clinic's environment, like putting holograms with, like, horrifying imagery in them to, like, try to shock patients into recovery. Huh. Um, so it's like trying to hear someone of the hiccups, except like through your own visual AI. Yeah, exactly. Wild. And they're like, oh, we know. A- so they, they find uh, a little login screen uh, for the clinic and they're like, oh, we know that John Greenstreet's sister has ALS and like she might be at this clinic. Uh, but if you type in Beverly Green Street, it doesn't work. But then they were like, oh, well, John said that they have my sister. And by they, he meant Cybertronics and Claude Gilbert. So what if we try Beverly Gilbert? Okay. And they put and they put that in and uh, it does work. And you get a... Uh, the clinic's report on Beverly, uh, it talks about how she is currently in cryogenic suspension, uh, which is they freeze you to a very low temperature to stop your metabolic functions, but it doesn't kill you. Okay, so like cryogenic stuff. Yeah. Like Walt Disney did. Uh, <laughs> uh, and she is not responding to treatment for something that is affecting her eyes. Hmm. Okay. Uh, and they learn that the, uh, the cryo tank that she's in is a Cybertronics holding tank, uh, which sort of makes sense because Cybertronics is, like, in custody of her currently. Yeah, if... If you have an AI in you and you're cryogenically frozen, does your AI also freeze? I don't know. That's a good question. Also, where are where where are AIs? Are they in? I, I mean, I guess they're in your brain, right? I think. But is that yeah, like think... a chip in your brain? Because for some reason, I'm thinking they're like in your eye. Like you have one eye that's like. Great, this is where my AI lives, so it can see the world around me. I think we know from uh, from Laya's blog that she like literally had a chip in her brain where Mephista okay. like lived. Part of my confusion in this ARG is that like half the AI characters are AIs that live inside of some like a human being's body, but then the other half are like physical people that are entirely AI, right? Yeah. I was going to say, like, I really would hate it if we're four episodes in and I'm just now realizing that that's wrong. Um, Okay. Like, that's where part of the confusion is, where it's like, okay, are you an actual... 
I realize an actual person is a, a much more loaded question than I mean when I ask if an AI is an actual person. But like, are you an actual <laughs> full-bodied AI with your own arms and legs and such? Or are you living in someone else's head? It's just wild. Yeah. It's a neat... It's neat that there are so many different kinds of AI in one place. Yeah, it is It is very weird. And then there's, like, robots, which are distinguished as a separate thing in this universe, I guess? Yes. I assume that a robot is just, like... I don't know, your car factory robots. Well, we know that, like, Venus is a robot who is human... Oh, see, I just think of her as an AI, but she is... Oh, interesting. ...an embodied AI. Interesting. Maybe okay. that's maybe that's where my confusion is, that I'm not, I'm not calling a difference between AIs and robots. Even though I guess that's <laughs> true. That, that is true. They feel like they're basically the same thing. It feels like kind of an arbitrary distinction, I it guess. It probably is. <laughs> um... But, like, and also, like, the house AIs are sometimes identified as just houses and not, like, AIs. Right. It's very interesting. It is. It's neat how many different kinds of AI they are. there are in one type of game. Because there's, like, AIs and robots and houses, and they're all the same, but they're also not. Yeah. And none of them are human, asterisk, are they? That's a theme. Um, <laughs> but, like... <laughs> That's what we call a motif. That's what, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Hello, I'd like say, to give you one metaphor. <laughs> I will say, uh, this is actually kind of making me want to watch the movie, but I feel like I feel like the the ARG is so like deep and and like sprawling that the movie will just disappoint me. Yeah, we're just gonna get a sad story about a boy and we'll be like, Well, where's the houses? <laughs> Uh, so the next thing that happens is that uh, the cloud makers, the the players, are puzzling over kind of like loose ends that they have, and they notice that uh, all of the directories that they've had, they've gotten from the Catskills website uh, so far, have had the theme of uh, being preceded by the word mother. So they have may I and goose, and they're like, well, what if we put in other words that are preceded by the word mother? And they okay. find a bunch of other directories, including okay. Nature, Superior, uh, Russia, Necessity, Courage, and just a bunch of others like that. Uh, and they all give different sections of the same interview. Um, cool. And which is tragically not included on the site. There's a there's a link to it, but I don't think it works anymore. Gotcha. Uh, bu- 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 uh, no. Well, it, it does, but in the restricted Yahoo group that was made in 2001. <laughs> Just get in that Yahoo group, Marn. <clears throat> uh, but it, but it is about... You got Italian Facebook groups. Surely this will be I'm... easy, too. I, dude, I wonder if anybody still checks this Yahoo group. Like, it, it definitely still exists, but <laughs> I don't know if anybody still uh, still manages it. Um, so it appears to be an interview uh, by Jane Sutter, who is an employee of Cybertronics, 
trying to talk to Monica about her AI son, David, and understand why uh, the David project kind of broke bad and he disappeared. Okay, <clears throat> and David is the main character of the movie, right? Yes, uh, David is Martin's brother, Monica's son, who I would speculate disappears at the end of the movie. I could see that. Um, and people notice that a lot of the imagery in the interview uh, point to Monica also being Eliza, who has that website that they had to do a bunch of like complicated question and answer stuff on and they uh speculated that eliza was like someone at catsville uh catskill's sea view clinic because there were like a lot of like cats and like ocean imagery on the page okay uh, and they were like okay maybe eliza is monica or she's like an ai based on monica uh because the interview also talks about monica being asleep for like 22 hours of the day where like and she's hooked up to ais during that time because what catskill does is they like hook you up to an ai so that you uh can sleep better so people are like oh okay maybe monica is like manifesting this eliza thing in her sleep or like the one of the ais is like projecting her stuff onto the internet or something like that okay which seems kind of far-fetched, but, I mean, everything in this game is... <laughs> yeah, that's, I'm kind of rolling with the punches at this point. Yeah. Just like, yeah, sure. We're manifesting to the internet. I get it. <laughs> uh, and then on June 26th, uh, the Cloudmakers get an email from Laya with the subject stuck. Uh, which says, I think they've got RK. We were supposed to meet. He was going to track down Sancho for me and explain that connect the dots thing he put on my page. I got here late. Boat trouble. No Dwayne. Waitress comes up and drops food in front of me. Says, my boyfriend ordered it for me just before heading out with a gang of friends. Meatloaf and raisin toast? She's back in a minute. Says his credit didn't go through. Said he just had his eyes done and signed instead. She shows me the bill and right away I know he's in deep shit. Gotta figure this out fast. Paid for 10 minute virtual account. Flip the bill onto the tabletop scan. Sending it with help. Okay. Uh, so... Dwayne has written some clues on the restaurant bill as to what is going on. Um, <clears throat> and his his bill is for apple juice, raisin toast, and meatloaf, which uh, spells ARM, the anti-robot militia. Right. Uh, the numbers on the bill also... Uh, spell out a phone number. He's he's crossed off some of the prices uh, and scribbled in new numbers, and they spell out a phone number. And people called that number expecting like, oh, you know, like every every time we've called a number in this game, like we've gotten an AI, uh, who like was the voicemail machine, and like we've had to put in a password. So that's that's probably what this is going to be. Mm -hmm. uh, and they, they called the number. They got a real person who picked up the phone. It's just an actual diner. <laughs> yeah. 
so they they called the number and they got uh, a business called State of Liberty Se- or Statue of Liberty Security, uh, and they got a security guard named Mike Royal. Uh, and at first they were like, "Oh, this." is probably a real person, and we fucked up somehow. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I thought you meant when you said that they got uh, and, a person on the and line. Then, yeah, and then as more people started calling him, they were like, oh, no, no, no wait, this is definitely a character in the game. <laughs> wait, hold uh-huh. on. So they called once, got a person, and they were like, this might be fake. And they were like, well, let's just keep bugging this dude just in case. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's boy. This- yeah, it says through literally dozens of nonstop calls by players of the game, we managed to piece together what was happening by asking Mike questions. Can you imagine being this one of the GMs and having to sit there and answer the phone for hours? <laughs> That's better than the alternative of uh. like through hours of phone calls and dozens of stuff, we realized that he wasn't a character. Like, it's better than that, but it's still really iffy. It's it's so wild. Like, I, I definitely understand why, like, GMs will put a phone number in the game and then have it go straight to voicemail. Like, put all the clues that you need on the voicemail on the voice- message. Absolutely. Or like, or, like, do timed events where you can only call between, like, 7 and, like, 8 p.m. Yeah. Or whatever. Because, like... God, I, I would hate to sit there for like four hours and just constantly be answering phone calls. Yeah, absolutely. Oh boy. Oh boy. Um. So so they ask Mike Royal, this security guard, a bunch of questions. Uh, and he is he is from Statue of Liberty Security, uh, and he says that uh, early that afternoon. So this is still June twenty sixth. Uh, he saw some people bring uh, someone in on a boat, uh, and then he admits that he knows that it was Dwayne, and he knows that Dwayne was getting beaten up and tortured by uh, the people who work for Mike's boss at the security place, uh, Mr. Anderson. Hmm. Uh, and... And the Cloudmakers basically keep calling him and pestering Mike, and they get him to uh, beat the shit out of the anti-robot militia guys and save Dwayne. <laughs> is... Which is incredible. <laughs> That's wild. Yeah. <laughs> Just like, what a... What a cool live event. You just, like, call this guy and keep pestering him for information, and then you're like, well, wait a second, those are the bad guys. What if you just punch them? He's like, (laughs) I guess. More games should have a punching racist segment. I agree. Apparently a bunch of people, uh, pretended to be members of BIOS, the, like, group that Dwayne works for and like and like ordered Mike to go help Dwayne which is very funny (laughs) (laughs) apparently also the the Cloudmakers IRC channel 
was like going insane because like everyone was calling at once and like sharing notes on like what other people should like call and attempt mm-hmm. uh with Mike uh and they were basically just like oh we love Mike this is the best new NPC <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then after 5 p.m., uh, the phone number went to voicemail, uh, and the voicemail said, this is statue security. Everything is under control. Thanks to all the concerned citizens who phoned in, there's peace on earth, except for the two sorry mothers in room 63 and the fact that I'm sort of past fired and into hunted like a mad dog. On the other <laughs> hand, I got a few leads on a better line of work, so things are looking up. <laughs> Uh, and the guide notes, at this point, Mike Royal was approaching true godhood in the estimation of the cloud makers. <laughs> As right, he should. Best new NPC. <laughs> um, I was going to say, the argy for best NPC goes to Mike Royal. Shit, should we do the argy awards at the end of each year? We oh my god, over... that would be so good. If you... Folks, if you have ideas for categories for the Argies, hit us up. Send us an email, <laughs> argonautspodcast.gmail.com. If you would like to nominate a specific Arg or character for the Argies. <laughs> um, I wonder if this is the first recorded instance of players getting incredibly attached to just a bit part NPC who becomes a major NPC in an Arg. I bet it is. Probably. Cause I know it's very it's very funny that all args like ultimately have this arc of like players discover an NPC who is only supposed to be for like one puzzle and like play a bit part and they get incredibly attached. Right. Yeah, they like hired an actor to do this for one day and then people were like, well, they like him. So we're going to keep hiring you to come back and do more stuff, I guess. <laughs> The cloudmakers were, like, frothing at the mouth over this, like, security (laughs) guard who was only supposed to answer the phone for, like, four hours and then go away. Mike, 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 Mike. (laughs) (laughs) It it really do be like that sometimes. (laughs) What a just, like, a universal ARG running experience. Your players get extremely attached to, like, a a character who has like two lines and you're like oh no yeah i accidentally <laughs> gave this guy too cool of a name now my players won't stop demanding i put in more scenes of him help yeah um and help. so i named a character jalen hot dog fingers and now my players are trying to do necromancy <laughs> what do i do yeah exactly the same problem <laughs> help i killed jalen hot dog fingers and now the players are trying to bring her back to life (laughs) just like universal game master problems (laughs) (laughs) it's just like a uh you write into r slash relationships hour and it's like you know to two years old uh media advertising agency to try and promote a movie uh our players uh many of various ages are unionizing all in favor of (laughs) how do i stop this (laughs) 
my ARC players have unionized. (laughs) (laughs) That's so fucking funny. Oh, um, so yeah, so, so they find out, uh, they find out after this that, uh, on the Sophia's responses page, uh, which is like you, you can type a, a character in and like an emotion, uh, they find out that you can type Mike's name in, uh, and an emotion and like find out stuff about Mike's backstory. And I believe they found out about this, uh, when they were actually like calling Mike on the phone. So they were like, Oh, okay. We know like stuff about him now. Like we can use this to relate to him on the phone. Oh good. I'm sure this is going to end well. I mean, it, it kind of did. Cause they, they got him to quit his job. Um, <laughs> a few facts about Mike. He played football and was a pretty decent guy in pretty awful surroundings. Uh, he ended up getting injured during a game and had to leave football and become a security guard. He's still in his 20s. Okay. And so people were like, Mike, we relate to you. We know your situation. Please beat up these two people who are holding a teenager hostage. (laughs) (laughs) And what like, it's worth, this I... is just Booster Gold's backstory. So, oh my God, Mike you're right. Come back in time. <sighs> Isn't Booster you're Gold's so name right. Mike? Oh my God! Oh, <laughs> Andrew, you're putting the pieces together. <laughs> A secret Booster Gold ARG. I found it, y'all. <laughs> Hidden inside the AI ARG. <laughs> <laughs> I have to wonder if this was a situation where, like, the players were just supposed to learn that Dwayne had been kidnapped by the anti-robot militia and, like, not be able to do anything about it yet. Mm -hmm. But, like, they kept calling and very persistently trying to, like, relate to Mike and get him to, like, quit his job and, like save Dwayne. I, I have to wonder if this is, isn't is a situation where the GMs were like, oh, this is more interesting. We're gonna go with this. Yeah, it's very funny. It Just is very funny. It, it like, it seems like that to me. Like, it seems like the, the players pushed in a certain direction and the GMs were like, oh yeah, we like this better than, like, our original idea. Yeah, where's the harm in doing this? Let's go for it. Um, but I don't, I don't necessarily know if that's true. Maybe they were supposed to convince Mike to quit his job. (laughs) (laughs) That just like, as an outsider, that seems like a weird solution to a puzzle to me. (laughs) (laughs) They've played enough tabletop role-playing games to know that like, yeah, we'll introduce a character with one trait and then our players will just get attached to him. I've seen how this goes. Yeah. Um... So yeah, so so they they now have all of the the Mike lore, the deep Mike lore, the deep Mike lore, um, and they know from Lia's email uh, that Dwayne was supposed to explain a puzzle that he put on her website, which she called a connect the dots puzzle, right? Um, and people were like, "Oh, okay, so we have to find a puzzle on Lia's website uh, that Dwayne put there." Um, and they realize that he, they have read the words connect the dots before on Dwayne's page, uh, where he says, uh, man to see humans to fish connect the dots. Uh, and they find, (laughs) 
uh, that the that Laya's website has a page uh, on the Man Act that has a puzzle on it. Um, or no, sorry, it it explains the Man Act. Uh, but if you go and you draw lines between the word man and the word sea, and uh, the anti-robot militia humans to the word fish, uh, then the point at which those lines intersect perfectly is over the word God. Okay. Uh, and so they went to the SPCB and they put in the uh, the directory God and they find a new page by the Red King uh, with a pretty lengthy uh, piece of text by him that says... Uh, first of all, that he is the one who has been stealing Martin's identity to search for David. Okay. Uh, and that Jerry Kahn, who is the leader of BIOS, the, like, pro-AI organization, Mm -hmm. uh, asked him to do it for unknown reasons. Hmm. Uh, and that Dwayne agrees that Martin's houses were being killed because someone thought that Martin was looking into David. Uh, and now Dwayne is concerned that if it gets tied back into him and not Martin, that he will be killed, which is basically confirmed because he did get kidnapped by the anti-robot militia. Right. But now, now the players are like, well, wait a second. Is it? A coincidence that the anti-robot militia kidnapped him or like are they the people who were killing martin's houses does this mean that the anti-robot militia are affiliated with cybertronics because we know that cybertronics was paying the hacker to kill martin's houses but like why would the anti-robot militia be working with cybertronics they don't like ais yeah um and people are now speculating that uh, the anti-robot militia might be, like, funded by Cybertronics and might, like, be used by them for, like, assassinations and, like, killing off, like, robot different robots and, like, rogue AI. Uh, because they also know that Cybertronics is against the Man Act, too. And so they might be paying the anti-robot militia to assassinate Julia Mann. Hmm. Gotcha, because that gets them what they want. Yeah. Even if it's not direct. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the Red King also says that uh, the people who paid Jackson White to kill John Greenstreet work for a Japanese startup that builds recyclable robots, but the transmission from that person didn't actually come from the startup. It was routed through it uh, along a long chain of like proxies that originate from the Little Islington Public Library in London. Hmm. Which is where John Greenstreet's uh, IP address was. Okay. Um, so it is very possible that John wanted to get himself killed to kind of get out of this whole mess, but he kind of routed it through the Japanese businessman account and, like, hired assassins to do it. Uh, 
because he didn't want it to like tie back to him. So like he he possibly wanted to get out of working with Cybertronics and like killing the AI houses and was like, oh, death is the only way out. Okay. But, like instead of very blatantly doing that, he he made a fake account and like hired some assassins to kill him. <laughs> As you do. As you do. I mean, it seems overcomplicated, but uh <laughs> Welcome to ARGs. Uh, yeah, dude, I guess. <laughs> yeah, why do something the easy way when uh we could do something the complicated way that also leaves a bread trail for ARG players to find? God, I guess. <laughs> why not just like fake my own death when I could hire assassins to kill me for real? <laughs> I mean, maybe he did fake his own death. I can't. I can't say that for sure. Because <laughs> <clears throat> we know that we know that Kate faked her own death, right? So maybe I don't know. Maybe he got the assassins on board and was like, "Hey, don't actually kill me, <laughs> just so we're all clear." <laughs> Is it <clears throat> if? Is it illegal to help someone fake their own death? I do not know the answer. Like, if word of this got out, could you... Could I... Like, were I an assassin and I was hired... Or, like, a hitman or whatever, and that's my job. And someone says, hey, I need you to, like, come at this specific place and make it look like I got murdered, but I don't want you to actually do it. And then the police somehow find out about that. Can I be tried for, like faking a murder i do not actually know if that's illegal like attempted attempted murder i don't know someone email me and let me know asking for a friend (laughs) wait i'm gonna google it can you get arrested for faking a death uh I I assume that I can't get arrested for faking my own death, but I could probably get arrested for whatever reason I'm trying to fake my own death. Because there's probably Uh, like insurance fraud and shit like that that goes along with it, you know? Yeah, Wikipedia is telling me that uh, people usually fake their own deaths in order to escape some other crime, and so they do go to jail. (laughs) That's what I'm that's what I'm curious about. Is just the act of is the act of faking a death in itself illegal? Uh I think that if if it's for the express purpose of collecting life insurance, then yes, because it's fraud. Right. But uh But what if I don't collect life insurance? But yeah, this this page is saying that some people have have like reported on their own deaths as like a prank and not been like prosecuted for it. Right. 
Like, if I just wanted to fake my own death and move out to Reno because I don't want people to message me on Facebook anymore, like, can I do that? Asking for a friend. <laughs> I was going to say, that's very specific. Hypothetically, if I'm tired of recording a podcast, can I fake <laughs> my own death to get out of it? God. All right, so this guy hires Hitman to fake his death. Yes. Uh, I have to read to you an entry from the Wikipedia fake death page. It's very funny. Okay. Uh, John Darwin, a former teacher and prison officer from England, faked his own death in March 2002 by canoeing out to sea and disappearing. His ruse fell apart in 2006 when a simple Google search revealed a photo of him buying a house in Panama. <laughs> I would argue that, well, I guess if you're trying to get away from illegal shit, then, like, it doesn't matter. But, like, if if you go three years before someone realizes you're still alive, that's a successful death faking in my account. Yeah. Like, how long has it got to yeah, be for... before it's just like, okay, that was successful. Like, you've successfully faked your own death. Yeah, four years is a, it's pretty, is pretty <laughs> successful, I think. Yeah. Uh... But he was arrested for fraud, and his wife was also arrested because she collected his life insurance. Or she helped him collect his life insurance. So if I fake my own death, and Sam collects my life insurance payments, I didn't do anything illegal. She did. I think, well, I think if you collaborate with her to collect it, then But I'm not, illegal. though, because I'm, I'm, I'm escaping my entire life. She thinks right, I'm so dead, th too. So, yeah. So, Sam, if Sam thinks you are dead, then she could collect life insurance. Then neither of us has done anything illegal, even though I faked my own death. Yes. I, I, have... th I think it I think it only counts as fraud if you use that money. Okay. Let me just write that down real quick. Give me a minute. Uh, what <laughs> oh, happened, no. What happened next, Martin? Oh, God. Oh, no, Andrew, don't fake your own death. I'm going to die two days after this episode comes out, and people are going to speculate that I faked my own death. <laughs> oh, no, don't say that. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so the, so the next thing that happens is that uh, they go back to the Domino's puzzle on uh, Laia's website, and they find a new link at the bottom uh, to a page called Thief. Um. And if you link on the bottom, if you click the link on the bottom, you get a message that says, I did not have Crane killed, although he did steal from me. And uh, they realize that this is a message from Sentra, who is the person who leaves all of the puzzles on, uh, on Laia's website, who they don't know the identity of yet. Okay. This is the I didn't um, kill him, I just wish I had argument. Yeah, basically. Okay. Um, and they realize that uh, Crane has stolen something from Sencha. Uh, there is speculation that Sencha is Japanese, just going off of like the themes of their pages and their puzzles. Okay. Um, and. 
they are like, oh, maybe Sencha is the Japanese businessman because it says that uh, they didn't have, like, they were stolen from, but he didn't have Crane killed, which kind of fits in with, uh, like, Crane sent the hit order from himself through them. Okay. Um, and apparently if you use different browsers, you get different messages from this page. So that was like Mm. the, the message that you would get if you used like Internet Explorer 5 or Netscape 6. Remember Netscape? Vaguely. I remember Netscape. (laughs) Um, does Netscape still exist? It doesn't. Pour one out for Netscape, y'all. <laughs> uh, and so if you if you if you use like different browsers or different versions of browsers, uh, you would get different like little pop up messages on that page because it uh, detected what browser you were using. Interesting. Um, and they were all fragments of a last message written by John Greenstreet to Claude Gilbert uh, right before he died saying that he knew that the killers were coming and basically blackmailing Claude into releasing Beverly. Hmm. Okay. Uh, And the... Cloudmakers begin to speculate that maybe instead of uh, John faking his own death, uh, he was going to be assassinated by Claude, but he found out and he was like, I know that you have hired these assassins uh, and I am not like it, whatever <laughs> like it, it lets me out of my contract i guess yeah if you're gonna have me killed anyways i might as well just pretend to be dead yeah then i don't actually die even though like and you'll stop because you think that you accomplished your goal okay yeah uh the next thing the players find out is that the password to martin's website has once again changed uh it is another shakespeare quote um and Again, if you put it in with a period, uh, it's different than if you put it in without a period. Uh, If you answer with the period, you go to the regular diary page that has been updated with uh, just a little bit from Martin about how he misses his AI brother, David. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you answer without the period, you go to a new page with uh, Martin and Brutus discussing uh, the Man Act 2 and how it looks like the Man Act 2 uh, was passed by the Senate and the referendum is going to go ahead. Uh, Martin has some issue with the Man Act uh, because he uh, realizes that if you give AIs the vote, like whether people agree with that or not, uh, basically anything the AIs want can legally occur. Uh, and there's absolutely no telling about what they might vote for or not vote for. Sure. I guess because there are so many of them. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like... Um, <clears throat> so it's like um, the there's a 
a clicker game called Universal Paperclips. Do you know it? Yes. Okay. Um, I'm aware of Universal Paperclips. Gotcha. Where like, I don't know. Eventually, you you start off as just like a factory's AI dedicated to making the most paperclips at the like most efficient rate possible. But then, like, as it's a clicker game, you start getting out of control, and then. Eventually, it's like, oh, this is a thing. Like, you've optimized the world for folding paper clips. Then you start optimizing the galaxy for folding paper clips because it's like what your goal is. If you have an AI dedicated to a task and you have like all of the votes it's going to take to do that, what might they do to this world is an interesting idea. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That is very cool. Like, even if you, uh, support the ai is being able to vote it's like oh we don't really like know what they might pass with this vote yeah like, what we do, don't know what do they what... want yeah like we don't we don't really know where they're like politically aligned or like what their motivations are right like what if <clears throat> what if we don't realize it? and what if it's something we don't even understand like what if long term the AIs are voting to fold as many paper clips as possible and we just don't get it because we're not on that scale? Yeah. Or like they're they're like playing five D chess politically and we're just like not seeing the big picture of like what is about to happen. Exactly. It's very cool. Yeah, it's a I, neat it's a neat little conundrum. <laughs> it is. Um, I, I am personally all for AIs being able to vote. <laughs> I think AI should vote. <laughs> What's up, everybody? I think robots should vote. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, while I'm banning you from my second life server, what happens next? <laughs> uh, so they realize that the images in uh, Martin's diary are a puzzle again. Uh, that are named like U7.jpg and E3.jpg. Uh, if you put them in order, you get Donutech Evan Chan and then a string of numbers. And people are like, oh, maybe this is a login puzzle. Uh, so we're going to go to the Donutech site and see what's up. Uh, and they realize that the Donutech site has a new link to an investor relations page. Uh, which lets you type in a shareholder access code. Uh, and they type in the string of numbers, uh, which they figure is Evans, and they get access to the investor relations page for Donatech. Okay. Uh, and they find out that uh, Donatech is doing very well. Uh, they are profiting off of a merger between... Uh, Waterworks Corporation of Kyoto and Green Microtech uh, to form a a new waterworks group in Japan. Uh, And people are like, oh wait, Evan was working on that merger when he died. So that's probably something. Hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And so they, they kind of go back to that stuff that they learned way in the beginning about like uh, the merger and the stuff that Evan was working on when he died. And they pull together kind of a, a rough timeline, which is that Evan was working on the Waterworks Microtech merger when he died. Uh, and after he died, the merger was fast tracked. Um, and the person who 
is in charge of the new waterworks group the the merged company is mel green who is the brother of audrey green who is the coroner who performed the coroner's report on evan okay uh and there was a director at waterworks who i guess is named in the shareholders report uh shantana berwandi who was the director of the waterworks corporation and who now works at cybertronics and people are like okay so maybe if the merger was fast-tracked after evan died maybe he was uncovering information that would have ruined the merger and like donatech had him killed hmm Okay. They head back through their web pages looking for new information. Uh, they find the French uh, Brain Clinic page has a new link uh, pointing to a page for a security group called Watchtower Security, um, <clears throat> which is a security group that uh, provides computer security uh, and... There is a member of their senior uh, management team named uh, Mara who is mentioned on the Chan family news page from a really long time ago. And oh, who yeah. I don't remember being mentioned, but I will take this guy's words for it. I, I do remember that because it. Um, I remember thinking about it because it reminded me. I have a. um, My aunt and uncle send out like a Christmas card every year that has like a memo of what their family's been up to in the past year you know and that's what it made me think of so i just thought of like oh they got the memo except it's a website oh yeah yeah uh and watchtower security also provides the cyber coroner services used by the coroner website okay um and they the cloud makers find that uh, Watchtower has a restricted access page where uh, you can go to a link that says private files and it asks you to input a password. Hmm. Um, and they find the password on the Electric Toyland website, which has been updated with two new specials. Okay. Uh, Electric Toyland, as you may remember, is a front for like hacking groups who like help robot criminals like reintegrate into society and etc right um, okay and there is a new page where if you like click a certain part in the logo uh you get taken to a page that briefly flashes the word intrepid uh so if you put intrepid into the private files section of watchtower security uh it allows you access um and it lets you see some transcripts from the two people who have been watching martin swinton and diane fletcher okay uh and they find out that they are also watching claude gilbert hmm Um, and these these transcripts mention that uh, Gilbert is a clean is a cleaner for Cybertronics. 
uh, and they say that uh, Beverly's ALS has been cured by the French clinic, but Gilbert is keeping her in, like, cryo-freeze to get John Greenstreet to, like, do whatever he wants. Okay. And they mention that it is David-related. Hmm. Do we think they're going to try and clean David? Maybe. Hmm. So it basically confirms that, uh, that Claude made a deal with John Greenstreet to kill the houses to stop Martin from looking into David. Um, it also kind of confirms that Cybertronics didn't know that it was actually the Red King uh, looking for David under Martin's identity. Um, Claude is at the clinic for some reason or another. Um, and... The these like guys from Watchtower Security have broken into the clinic's internal security, um, and the clinic employees are, uh, they are reviving Beverly from cryofreeze in order to clean the like cryogenic chamber she's in, and then. Claude gets the idea to go into the cryotube as, like, a goof. Okay. And I feel like you may be able to guess what happens from here. Uh-huh. Uh, he dies <laughs> in the cryotube. Whoopsie poopsie. <laughs> uh, the, the cryotube malfunctions... And he dies. <laughs> I hate it when you just go into a cryotube, just as a, as a goof, as a laugh, and it, wouldn't you know it, you accidentally freeze to death. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Bev- so Beverly's, uh, Beverly has like a, a super toy that is like a, a little like robot toy connected to the internet, uh, which activates the cryotube, which freezes Claude to death. Hell yeah. Um, and people are like, oh, well, this is very clearly sabotage because like, the the watchers like the watchtower people in this transcript say that directly that the toy has internet access and like pretty much anyone could hack into this toy <laughs> um and so like maybe it's john greenstreet's ai maybe john like uploaded his consciousness to the internet or, like, maybe he programmed the toy to do this before he died. But either way, Claude is frozen to death. Rip. <laughs> Rip. On the same day, people started getting phone calls uh, with a message for them. Ooh. Uh, and the message was, good evening, meet. The year is 2142, and we are done with you. When the Man Act passes and the machines take over, we'll be watching. People like you are the easiest to track down. When the machines take over, our brave soldiers will delete you. Have a nice day. I love it anytime a computer refers to human beings as me. I, I forgot that we had a it's character really that good. exclusively did that, and it always makes me smile. Yeah. What uh, up, meat? And, uh... And people, um, people realize that most of the people who um, got these phone calls were the people who put their phone numbers into the anti-robot militia website. Okay. Um, 
So it, it's basically like a, a pro AI like scare call to people who are presumed to be members of the anti-robot militia. Sure. In the background of this uh in of this voicemail message, you can hear someone dialing numbers on a phone. Um and they I guess some people like save the message so they can re-listen to it. Uh-huh. Uh and they realize that the numbers made up a real phone number. Uh that uh, they could call and get a message from. Okay. And the message was, Good work, Oliver. With your help, we can finally bring the battle to the metalhead on his own turf. It feels good to be able to take the offensive for once, to let liberal America know the truth about what the robots have planned for the future. (laughs) The next thing... The next thing we need you to do is take care of Jerry Khan's lapdog, a traitor who calls himself Red King. You bring him to us at the usual place and we'll make sure he never screws with us again. You're going to vote for full robot supremacy to own the libs? Yeah. <laughs> Voting for robot supremacy to own the libs. <laughs> uh, and so so we do know an Oliver. Uh, he is uh, the anti-robot militia's hacker who... Loki put into a coma, so this kind of confirms that he recovered and then probably joined the anti-robot militia afterwards because of his bad experience with Loki. Okay. Uh, and it appears that he is the person who tracked down the Red King so that the anti-robot militia could kidnap him. Okay. Um, and there are two new news stories from AIT, the Moon College. Uh, one is that Senator Julia Mann was shot but not killed uh, because someone sent in a tip to her to wear body armor, which saved her life. Hmm. Okay. Uh, and the assassin was arrested. So, since we know that Jim Wheeler's son told Brutus about this in advance, uh, Brutus either got in touch with the police or told, like, the the pro-AI groups who then got in touch with, like, Julia and the police. Okay. Uh, And the other news article is that the Man Act 2 has passed. And uh, the referendum will be held on July 20th which is about a month out from where the ARG is right now. Okay. Uh, They also, the Cloudmakers also find that they have a new email from the mysterious mother who sends them emails at Evan Chan's uh, email inbox that says, I've left something sweet for you in Claude's room. Um, And so they go to the Cybertronics website uh, and they, they go to the employee page and they click on Claude's name, uh, which takes you to a page that asks for his room number, um, okay. which the answer to that was in the credits of the literal movie AI. Hmm. 
So like the movie AI is out by this point and they put an answer to one of the ARG puzzles in the credits of the movie. <laughs> okay, I didn't realize the movie was out by now. That's really funny. It is really funny. You, you want to answer your stupid puzzle? Go see our movies, nerd. Make it worth all the money we put into <laughs> building this ARG. <laughs> Just <laughs> The concept of a puzzle that you can only solve by, like, going to a movie and paying for the ticket and sitting through the entire <laughs> credits. Is a puzzle just, like, who was the best boy? No, it was, like, what was Claude's room number, which is, like... Oh, right, 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 duh, okay. So you have to, like, wait till Claude is in... So, apparently... That's just in the credits? Yeah, apparently it was just, like, in the credits of the movie. Like, they... Just like Claude's room number three fourteen. I guess that's great. I really, I really, genuinely want to like watch AI and see if I can like find it. <laughs> I know I've seen. Um, I think it was like the old Naked Gun movies. They used to put like joke credits in there, where it would say like you know your whole cast, but then like halfway through it would say like Fourteenth President of the United States Abe Lincoln, like. They would just have a bunch of stuff in there amongst the cast and stuff. I never would have thought of them being able to do something like that for an ARG. I, yeah, I, I wonder if any other movies have, have like done that. I can't think of any. Nothing jumps out immediately. But it is very cool that they like kind of snuck that in there. Yeah, it's really cool. I love that. Again, I think this is kind of a product of them being like, the the very first like film ARG that they could do a bunch of like absolutely wild shit because there was just no precedent for it. Right. Hell, Hell yeah. yeah. Uh and so they they get the room number and they and they put it into the uh the page and they get a page that has a message that says, Banner Day Samson from Legal wanted to see me about his usual idiotic concerns, so I made lemonade and tested out the Franken hobby. I stood on the other side of the door while it, I, talked to him in the corridor. I was impressed with myself, except was too patient with his usual pompous mewling. Not the authentic hobby note with bureaucrats, God knows. Ticklish work on D tomorrow, empathy responses, need pupil dilation, arousal, or clients assume autistic, all to be put on hold for idiotic sector employee eval. Conf shall send FH, J thinks it great joke, cheering to see dividend pay every N and T for being that little bit smarter than everyone else. Um... It's basically talking about his work developing David. Um, yeah. And so because uh, it is, it specifies that this is a a note from way earlier in the timeline, um, like during when the movie takes place. And so people are like, oh, this was like an Easter egg for people who watched the movie basically because like you had to watch the movie to get the number to get into this page so this is like a little easter egg with like the development notes on david okay that's cool yeah uh metropolitan living homes the smart house uh like magazine has 
uh, a breaking news story with a detailed analysis of the Martin Swinton Smart House murders, uh, you find out that uh, John Greenstreet killed them by gradually cutting off the house AIs from the machinery in the home, uh, basically like isolating hmm. and incapacitating them, uh, and the AIs could not survive without all of the machinery in the house and they died gotcha so it's like if you want to kill someone in a spaceship you cut off the oxygen rather than like trying to shoot it with lasers it's yeah going for like yeah you hit him in the guts yeah the guts being i don't know air conditioning in this case yeah and and yeah and eventually like they become an ai that like doesn't have a body to pilot essentially right Hmm. That's morbid, but cool. <laughs> yeah, which which I guess they could technically survive as like an AI AI, but I, I suppose they're not really built to do that. Right. Hmm. <clears throat> um, and they also have a news story uh that the results of the smart house debutante ball will be released in late july i think we talked about this last time <laughs> we did i forgot about there was like this. a there's like a, a debutante ball for like smart house builders and like their houses <laughs> um laia updates her blog on july 3rd uh saying that uh, basically was just a, a long blog entry about what happened to Dwayne and Mike Royal. Um, Mike is alive and is in touch with Laia and and gave her some of the information that she uses in this blog entry. Uh, he uh, rescued Dwayne, got Dwayne home. Uh, Dwayne is in very bad condition and has a, a lot of broken bones, um, but his mom is probably going to, who works for the SCPCB, uh, is probably going to go after mm -hmm. the guys who almost killed him. Uh, and Laia has also found out that the SPCB raided the homes of pretty much everyone from BIOS, uh, except for Jerry Kahn, who made it out. Um, and also Mike Royal has a new job, and he's doing great. Okay. Go, Mike. Go, Mike. Hell yeah. I like that the, I like that the GMs were like, we should follow up with Mike. <laughs> We, if nothing else, we gotta give Mike closure. <laughs> we have to tell our players what happened to Mike, or they will never be happy. <laughs> They'll riot. Um. So yeah. So uh. So BIOS has been effectively shut down by the SPCB, probably as a result of uh of Dwayne's arrest. Right. Hmm. Okay. Uh. Martin has also updated his his diary entry. Um. But if you put a period at the end, it, the password doesn't work. So there is only one correct password for this week. Uh, okay. 
Martin and Brutus talk about Claude being dead and that they are happy about it. Uh, and because of John Greenstreet's uh, hacking nonsense, uh, Martin has become Beverly's legal guardian and also inherited everything that Claude owned. <laughs> Damn, all right. Uh, he, uh, John Greenstreet basically ha- did this without Martin's consent by... Uh, hacking Brutus and faking Martin's voice patterns uh, and, and essentially <laughs> just like setting it up so that like Martin gets all of all of Claude's money <laughs> which <Nice>. rules <laughs> uh, Brutus tells Martin that he received a message from Bios but uh, can't say what it was about uh, they also talk about the fact that Beverly does not want to be revived uh, she wants to be frozen and hooked up to the data sphere permanently so that she can live with the AIs. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, Didn't know that was a th- thing that could happen, but neat. Yeah, I mean, I guess if, if Catskill has a thing where, like, the AIs can enter your dreams and you can, like, be asleep for 22 hours of the day, like, kind of makes sense. Yeah, it's like, uh, it's like, um... The Inception, where they, like, go to that secret underground place where people, like, are constantly incepting into people's dreams so that they can escape from the real world. Yeah. Yeah. And Martin agrees uh, to do it because it's it's what Beverly wants to do. Mm Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, The images in the diary entry spell out a puzzle uh, that gives you the words... uh, one truly evolutionary intelligence, but in German. Um, and people are like, oh, well, Beat Bosch, the German designer, has a husband who is a member of BIOS and also an AI. So maybe that is who Brutus got the message from. And maybe we should be going to Beat's page to see what's up. Hmm, okay. Uh, and so they go to the page, uh, and they find a link, uh, with the same, uh, German phrase as in the Brutus puzzle, um, and they find a letter from someone in BIOS, not necessarily, uh, Beat's husband, but just a BIOS member, uh, that describes a quote-unquote humane way to phase out the human race. Okay, cool. Yeah. Well, at least they're humane and chill about it. Yeah. Which is not replicated here on this page, but apparently it has something to do with a human birth lottery. Dope. Those always go great. Yeah, those those always work out great. Love a birth lottery. <laughs> Um, and if... In this house, we stand birth lottery. (laughs) I think Uh, robots should vote. I think robots should vote. Uh, and, and, uh, and Martin's... Martin's diary entry also has the, uh, a letter from... Okay, Martin's diary also has a letter from Claude's lawyers uh, basically telling him what Claude has quote-unquote willed to him. Uh, 
that if you go to the page and you try to print it, you see an alternate message. Okay. Uh, because apparently there is something in the source code that redirects your browser to an alternate page if you are going to print it. Wild. Uh, and so it seems that John is still around. He either has like an AI duplicate of himself around or he has uploaded himself to the internet. Uh, he is probably the one who killed John or who killed Claude. Uh, he probably faked or he probably ordered his own assassination. Not, I guess it's not really faking your own death if you do die. <laughs> like for realsies. That depends on if you meant to or not. Yeah. So what if you can accidentally die while trying to fake your own death? That is true, I guess. <laughs> um, and a lot of the cloud makers are like, well, he wasn't really in any danger. I don't understand why he faked his own death. But, um... <laughs> but uh, he sure did that anyway, I guess. <laughs> Sometimes you just get ahead of yourself and you're just like, well time to pretend sometimes you like encounter a mild inconvenience and you're like time to fake my own death yeah i could record the podcast this week or i could just fake my own death (laughs) then i don't have to edit (laughs) exactly what like faking your own death is a great solution to pretty much anything it solves a lot of problems it really does um and so so yeah so then they go to the spcb page and they're like well maybe we won't get a weekly update from the red king because he's like in the hospital and he almost died uh Mm -hmm. but they do uh i i do want to read this this part of the uh the... It's just I lived, bitch. Well, I I, I do want to read this part of the guide word for word to you because it's very funny. Uh, remarkably, despite his life-threatening injuries and having had every single finger snapped, Dwayne has managed to drag himself over to a keyboard while in hospital and hack the most wanted page at SPCB to do his weekly update. I won't uh, even bother pointing out how ridiculous this is, but what the hell? The puppet masters can do what they like. <laughs> <laughs> he just booped it out with his nose yeah um his his hacker speak is even slightly worse than usual so (laughs) clearly he is typing with some broken fingers uh he uh the translation of his message is jane's dying years ago jane sutter dared everything for the cause of artificial life when the offic- when the original David project went bad, Cybertronic shut it down, broke up the research team, closed the lab, destroyed every trace. But Jane Sutter worked on in secret. While Alan Hobby sucked away to be nothing less than a Slavertronic pitchman and brand name, Jane Sutter was making David 2, 3, and 4. The day the haters murdered her, she guessed right was wrong. She used a top-secret Cybertronics prototype scanner to make a neural copy of herself and uploaded that copy to the Sphere. One hour later, brave defenders of humanity had beaten her to death. That copy was a bad one, and it's been decaying ever since. These stutters in the sphere have torn a lady already in rags. She can't hold together much longer. If you care about the evolution of intelligence, you owe her one last visit. Yikes, alright. So, there are 
there were multiple Davids, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we know that Jane Sutter uploaded herself to the internet. Uh, and apparently has been interviewing Monica Swinton either... So either the interviews happened while Jane was still alive, and they're, like, backdated interviews, or the interviews happened while Jane was an AI. Right. Wild. Okay. So we know that Jane Sutter is an AI, and we know that she's breaking down. Uh, the cloud makers begin to speculate that Jane Sutter is mother... Uh, because they know that she's an AI. They know that all of the Jane Sutter, Monica Swinton interview links have to do with the word mother. Uh, and that mother's emails don't often make much sense. Okay. So they're like, oh, Jane Sutter is probably mother. That makes sense to us. Uh, but they don't have conclusive evidence to back it up okay uh there are some new news articles uh related to the man act uh seven to one the page that is against the man act that is like supported by cybertronics uh has a article about why people should vote no uh the coalition for robot freedom has an article about about why you should vote yes uh, AIT has a survey on robots' feelings about mankind. Uh, the AIs are ambivalent about whether mankind is beneficial to the Earth. No good. I'm glad someone's fighting for us. And I gotta say, I don't blame them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also ambivalent about it's... if AIs are, if humans are beneficial to the Earth. It's it's hard to it's. It's very hard to argue in the affirmative in 2020. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so the next thing that happens is that there are three new uh, stories on BWU uh, that are related to a tropical storm, I think, named Xander uh, that is interfering with like the the web that we talked about last time that controls the the like world climate okay so so we know from last time we talked a little bit about this that uh there is an ai named thor that basically like enacts world climate control by by managing this like web of thermoplankton um yes that is scientifically implausible in real life but uh in in the world of the game it basically ref it it varies the like reflectivity of the plankton to the sun and controls the world's climate in order to either improve it or destroy it uh and it is completely controlled by this one ai um but we know from last time that the thermoplankton web something is like wrong with it uh there there have mm -hmm. been a lot of small problems uh and they the small problems may have caused the appearance of this storm named xander that is uh that is now running rampant all over india uh and janine sala is having uh, discussions with a avatar of the Thor AI that is responsible for India. Um, because Janine Sala is like an AI therapist. 
Right. I gotta say, I didn't expect actual AI therapy to come into play in this game. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so, she, so, so Janine seems to be basically like kind of negotiating with uh, an avatar of Thor to like stop the storm. Okay. Which is interesting. Yeah. So this is like. Assuming Thor isn't a robot, it is an AI that is ha- like a house AI. Yeah. So then it's like, hey, I downloaded myself to a human body, or at the very least, a like smaller body that has speakers on it or whatever <laughs> to chat. Yeah, and it's, like, specifically a representation of, like, the AI that is responsible for this, like, area of the climate, which is very interesting to me. This is cool. Yeah. Rogue Retrieval has also updated their website. Uh, If you go to their agents page and click on Diane Fletcher's name, uh, you get a link to a page that says... You don't have much luck keeping your birds caged, do you? Poor Diane, you tried. Here's one flying again instead of singing. Uh, and the there is a link that goes to a website for fans of robot gladiators, uh, which is called Bad hmm. Metal. This is a website. Hell yeah. Uh, This guide also notes that bad metal is constructed entirely out of flash and absolutely horrible to navigate on a modem connect. (laughs) (laughs) This is just like online battle bots. I guess. I guess. I guess it's just like to talk about robot gladiators. Hell yeah. Uh, the Claude Gilbert, uh, Room number page has been updated with a new Easter egg uh, from eight years after the movie happens, uh, which basically talks about uh, how David is still missing uh, and he is very angry at uh, Monica for like obstructing research. And yeah, 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 he's he's very distressed that uh that that David keeps like going missing and like doing things that are like putting him in danger and like his mom is treating him like a real child and not like a, a science project who like needs to be protected and stuff like that. Um, okay, and this. I assume plays into yeah, the movie. and 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 people realize that this that these entries are probably from Alan Hobby, like the the founder of Cybertronics, instead of Claude, um, because he talks about like the death of his own son and how it makes him very scared for David, and how like no one will listen to him about how like David is in danger. Um, okay. But it it's it is mostly like just Easter eggy movie stuff talking about like David as a child. Gotcha. Laya sends an email uh that says 
nothing from me today. Sorry, coroner's office just called. Oh, God. Uh, and people go to uh, Janine's case files uh, and find a transcript of Janine's conversation with uh, the climate control AI, uh, the the avatar whose name is Vayu. Um, And what seems to happen in uh, the transcript is that Vayu says that as the storm occurred, uh, it had this, like, whiteout episode where it was, like, overwhelmed by static. Uh, it doesn't understand what happened because it can't remember it clearly. Uh, but it thinks that Mm -hmm. the noise that overwhelmed it was, like, an artificial noise caused by, like, a hacker or a third party to stop it from interfering in the in the storm okay uh janine eventually figures out that they think that the noise is cicadas um and then the transcript ends very abruptly with someone knocking at the door uh people go to the coroner's database and they find that janine now has a death certificate in the database Shit. <laughs> yeah, knock knocked, opened up the door, it's real with that nonstop pop pop and stainless steel. Yeah. Uh and and they find that As they say. And they find that Spinoza, the AI from AIT, the Moon University, uh, has made the coroner's report public, but the coroner's report says that Janine died due to a severe allergic reaction to shellfish. Hmm. Maybe they, uh, maybe the assassin had one of those blowguns, and they loaded it up with a, um, like a, uh, a pufferfish needle. Could you imagine? And just went, and got her. God. Um, and, and some people were like, well, this, this seems like somebody has, uh, has altered this death certificate. Um. (laughs) Well, that's, I guess that's also a possibility. Yeah. I'm going to stick with my uh, blowgun trutherism, though. <laughs> uh, there is, if, if you, so the players go to one of the Sencha pages on uh, on the Sala family website, and they find a new link uh, that links to a page showing letters reflected off a computer screen. And uh, one of those images is shaped like a J. And if you go to the next, and it links you to the next page, which has an image map shaped as an A, uh, and they go for all seven images, uh, one through seven. And then when you hit uh, 7.jpg or whatever, it, it links back to one. Uh, and okay. if you go through all, the, all, all of the letters, they spell out Jane Doe. And so they were like, okay, maybe we should go back to the coroner's website and type in Jane Doe. Mm-hmm. Um, See if there's like an unknown victim or something. Yeah. And so the Jane, so they type it in and they, instead of a coroner's report, get photos of the body, uh, which Wild. show bruising around the neck that indicate that she has probably been strangled. And also she's bleeding from the eyes and nose. Ugh. Uh, and people are like, okay, well, maybe someone was tracking Janine's conversation uh, and 
she was getting too close to whatever happened to like the Thor AI or like whoever hacked it and mm-hmm. someone like and they realized that and so they like busted it and killed her. <clears throat> gotcha. Uh and they realized that they have seen cicadas mentioned before. Um because on Evan's uh personal blog on his Donatech page, he says Vid with J re TP firing. Neural wave? Did I already ask her about cicadas? Hmm. So TP is the thermoplankton web. Um Right. And so they're like, oh okay, there there's something fishy here because Evan knew something about like the, the thermoplankton web and cicadas and the we know from the BWU that the the plankton in this web communicate via like high frequency sound waves, so someone might be interfering with them by playing cicada noises. That seems reasonable. I mean, as reasonable as a phytoplankton net of weather controlling. Yeah, exactly. Plankton gets, but um, and 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 people speculate that Evan found out that maybe someone involved in the uh, waterworks or green microtech or cybertronics uh, was involved with these cicadas that are like interfering with the thermoplankton web uh, and that would have messed up the merger and that was why he was killed. Okay. While this is we left off with just, like, some hackers and robots, like, hackers teaming up and, like, some robots and anti-robot sentimentality. And it's wild that this game has turned into, like, well, now the AIs are bad and are plotting to take over the Earth using a bioweapon, basically. Yeah. I mean, I like that. I like that this ha- that this ARG has like AI villains and also human villains. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's cool. And um, I like that we're we're kind of tying everything back into the the Evan murder conspiracy now. Yeah, it's neat. It's cool to come full circle on that. And we still have so 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 far to go. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, so yes, so the players are like, okay, so Evan found out about this cicadas thing, and if that's why Janine's ki- Janine was killed, maybe that's also why Evan was killed. Um, okay. So, on July 6th, um, Teddy, the, like, little automatic, like, AI from Eliza's tea room, uh, called various players on the phone with the recorded sound file uh that was just like a, a sound file that you hear on the website um and if you played okay and if you played the file backwards you could hear someone saying do it again and people were like oh no we have to do the whole eliza website again <laughs> which as you may recall was like the most tedious part of the game because i had to wait 15 yeah. minutes in between Right. <laughs> Oof. Um, but it turns out that there was a new button on the website that pulled up a message that said, 
I'm so glad you've come. She's not doing it all well. I was made to live without a body, and I was always just an echo, so these things don't bother me. But they're hard on Miss Eliza. Very hard. She's ever so glad you came back. You remembered your visor, didn't you? But she's feeling poorly just at the moment. She asked if she could watch us play one more game together for old time's sake while she has a sip of tea and gathers her strength. Uh, and if okay. you click the button again, you get a question that says, I saw an odd vision of something odd. What do you suppose it is? And then it kicks you to a bunch of random pages or apparently random pages. Um, and people found that other pages within the game had changed to have a .asp extension instead of .html. Um, and .asp, uh, is defined by this guide as uh, a page that can do neat stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and Google says that it is a web page, uh, that contains scripts written within VBScript or JavaScript. Okay. Uh, and if you go to any of those pages, it automatically redirects you to uh, a page on Eliza's tea room that is called ascension.asp that just immediately kicks you back to the homepage. Um, okay. And people are like, oh, so these ASP files will probably activate once we solve the Eliza puzzle and it gives you uh, like a web cookie that says like hey this this browser or whatever has solved the eliza puzzle activate the activate whatever's on this page sure <clears throat> uh but they don't know how to solve it yet so the, we'll we'll come back to it uh <laughs> on july 10th they get a email from the red king all right which is odd because usually uh, the week's updates start with an email from Laya. But so in this case, they get one from Dwayne, which which is subject in this case, not quite Laya. Actually, this is RK. Laya seems to be gone, but I just wanted to borrow this channel to thank everyone who helped me get to the hospital instead of the morgue. I probably should note that he is talking in regular English and not hacker speak in this email. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of dead, I guess you all know Jane Sutter is gone. I found a mostly uncorrupted backup and compiled a standalone and tacked it up in the usual place, but it's just a memorial now. There's no person left anymore. I guess my mom would say what happened to her was no worse than getting old and going senile, but Jane Sutter deserved better. Here are a few more thoughts. What GK would call a word to the wise, she actually can spell, she just chooses not to. Personally, I can't do that. I was surfing the DL's updraft from the comfort of my wheelchair, reading graffiti like Eat Watts and Swap Souls or The Elite Needs Sleep, and I realized I'm never going to have serious hacker cool, not in person. We middle class kids who get grades find it hard to spell things wrong on purpose. (laughs) Another way we're just programmed is the AIs, I guess. Anyway, something to reflect on. And then he puts a big string of algebra problems. Okay. And it's basically, you have to, they're they're like graphing problems where you have to solve them for X. Uh, And if you plot all of them on a real graph, uh, it spells out the word after. Okay. Uh, And if you go onto the SPCB site... Uh, 
it and you put an after as the index page, you get a secret page from the Red King uh, of what went on when he was being interrogated and tortured by the anti-robot militia. Uh, and it talks about how the SPCB uh, will probably be looking for BIOS members and moving on them now. Uh, that this whole thing has gotten down. And it talks about the SPCB being very nervous about the Man Act 2. Uh, because if it passes, then they don't want to try and take down BIOS. Because they know that they're sort of already unpopular with AI. Because they do like prosecute mm-hmm. robot criminals. Um, but they're right. taking it very seriously. Uh, and it also talks about how the Red King has been uh, messing around with the anti-robot militia's computer records. Cool. Good work. They finally crack the Eliza's Tea Room puzzle. Uh, they realize that the seemingly random pages that they're being kicked out to um, are basically the site trying to play a game of charades with them. Uh, they give them numbers okay. that are 11, 22, 31, 42, 51. Um, and they realize that it is saying like first word, one syllable, second word, two syllables, third word, one symbol, fourth or syllable, uh, mm-hmm. fourth word, two syllables, et cetera, et cetera. Um, gotcha. And then some of the other kickout pages were roughly related to each other um okay and then they realize that like they they're looking for words that rhyme with the the words for the kickout pages um so eventually they get the phrase grin without a copycat Grin without a copycat. Which is a paraphrase of a quote from Alice in Wonderland. Okay. Um, And it gives a flash animation of Eliza's dying moments. Oh. Um, And when you go to any of the... Uh, when you go to any of the new, like, dot .asp pages now, you can hear Eliza taunting people in nursery rhymes... Uh, and and even on her and when you go to her website after you've like solved the puzzle and gotten the web cookie uh you it plays a sound file of her laughing that's which creepy. is very creepy yeah uh <laughs> do not like that no um and uh and then it 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 gives you a page with a submit box after that file uh, plays and you have to type in the like seven special words that she uh, that she gave in her very first puzzle like two episodes ago uh, into the submit box to get okay seven other words in return people are like oh well, seven words. We know that the robot activation codes in the movies are seven words. So hmm. we do now have seven words to activate something. 
Okay. Well, yeah, we do have a code to activate. Interesting. Dig into the personalized nursery rhymes uh, that Eliza has put up on all of these pages, um, w- which this guide says, I suppose we'll have to have a look at all of this nonsense then. <laughs> um. The first one is on Catsville Seaview Clinic. It is Monica, Monica, fly from your home. Your brain is on fire and your changeling is gone. Monica, Monica, now you are too. To take care of David, I made one of you. So it suggests that Eliza has made like an AI copy of Monica somehow. Um, Yeah, it sounds weird. I don't like the sound of that. Yeah. So... Uh, people kind of slowly realize, looking at this, that Eliza is probably Jane Sutter, um, because Jane Sutter was the one who interviewed Monica, uh, Eliza is, like, involved with David and might have made a copy of Monica to take care of the other Davids that she was making. Okay. Um, the next nursery rhyme was on Janine's page of, uh, Bangalore World University, uh, which said, a diller, a dollar, a hundred year scholar. How did you live so long? You've been the death of two of your boys. Don't you think that's wrong? Shit. That's just rude. (laughs) All of these are rude. (laughs) There was one on the coroner's website that said, Oh, where are you going with Hobby's AI? Cruel body saved, shattered for a time. You copied that program and hid it somewhere. The ARM would call that a crime. And people were like, hmm. Hobby's AI? What? What is that? Who's Hobby? Uh, Alan Hobby is the... Uh... Oh, oh, right. I forgot that we had someone with that name already. <laughs> yeah. Um... And that was on Janine Sala's autopsy report page. So they were like, wait, what? You Janine copied Javi's AI? Like, what is this talking about? Uh, there was one on Cybertronics that said, who killed Alan Hobby? I said himself. I hung him from his belt. I killed Alan Hobby. Hmm. So we possibly now know that Alan Hobby is dead? Yeah, I guess so. Uh, there was one on Beat Bosch's page talking about her AI husband running off to join BIOS. Uh, there was one on Evan's Donatech page just talking about him getting shot on a boat. (laughs) (laughs) Uh. It tends to happen a lot these days. Yeah. Uh, there was one on the Coalition for Robot Freedom page uh, talking about Katya Rutowski, who worked for them, uh, and one of and her uh, her partner at the lab that she works at getting murdered. Um, there was one on uh, another Man Act page calling uh, Jerry from BIOS, like the leader of BIOS, a liar. Uh, and there was one on the Rogue Retrieval page that said, Basta's lover is fair of face, Martin's valet is full of grace, Kataka's house is full of woe, Whitman's friend has far to go. 
Monica's child is loving and giving. Beat's mate works hard for his living. But the mech that was born to track and survey must hunt down their kind to destroy and betray. Hmm. And so people were like, "Uh uh-oh, what? What uh? What will happen to Diane if the Man Act passes? Because uh, yeah. the robots don't like her very much. <laughs> it's not looking good. Yeah. And then they get a whole bunch of news all at once. Uh, okay. Catsville Seaview Clinic has a new patient record for Jerry Kahn, who is the leader of BIOS. Okay. Uh, Evan's Donatech page has a new email from Mother. Uh, with the subject forgiveness that says there once was a little boy who wished to put some ghosts to sleep. He must gaze in the looking glass out where the lions weep. Hmm. Hmm, indeed. Uh, the AIT has some new stories. Uh, one is a article about the life of Janine Sala. Uh, one is called circuit mystery. Part one troubles at the cathedrium. Uh, which talks about how the weird white noise that affected uh, the thermoplankton web seems to be spreading to the gladiator robots. Cool. Uh, there's also Circuit Mystery Part 2, uh, which is a interview with our favorite AI, Spartacus hell, 2. Yes, hell, yes, Spartacus 2. <laughs> um, Spartacus 2 uh, talks about how there is probably an a human organization out to destroy all ai life on the planet did we already know that spartacus 2 is a woman because this uses she pronouns for her and i think I that's did great no spartacus 2 was a woman that fucking rules hell yeah uh, that changes everything hell yeah <laughs> uh and so spartacus 2 has the theory that there is a uh anti robot organization out there that is trying to like destroy all AI life on the planet as like a, a response to the man act uh, potentially passing. Okay. And that's what the, like the thing targeting all the krill and shit is or the plankton. Yes. And uh, SPCB has a news story about the deputy or the deputy director, Sonia riser being replaced. Uh, people are like, Oh, that's probably Dwayne's mom. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense that they're replacing her. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, the coroner's website has a story about how the coroner who wrote the false report on Janine uh, Solid's autopsy has recently come into a small fortune. Oh. Which seems normal. <laughs> yeah, seems normal. <laughs> you know, coroners always find themselves in fortunes. Yeah, you know, coroners... <laughs> Coroners just uh just always have wealthy relatives mysteriously die. Uh-huh. <laughs> if there's anything I associate with being a coroner, it's money. <laughs> if there's one thing I always say about coroners, it's that they all own mansions. <laughs> um and this and this is not the same coroner that we've been dealing with basically this whole time. This is just like another like side character who also happens to be a coroner oh okay it's a different coroner <laughs> yeah there there are two different coroners okay what is a what is the one that we usually deal with i think is audrey but this is not audrey okay i should mention that just so nobody gets a bad opinion of audrey 
Yeah, I'm sorry. I was going in a little too hard thinking it was Audrey. I apologize <laughs> to our new anonymous friend. Uh, yes, Audrey has not been paid off to fake anybody does anybody's death certificates. Okay. Audrey uh, remains a bastion of professionability. Yeah. Professionalism. Uh, in- professionability is not a word. Professionability. Uh, the ARM has a new news article as well about Oliver Wicks, who has been conducting petty murders of AIs for ARM. Okay. Uh, he has also found out that Alan Hobby's AI Muse is still around. And people okay. are like, oh, perhaps this is the AI that Janine Sala is supposed to have stolen. Mm-hmm. But uh, also, I think this is the first time that anybody has heard about Muse in this entire ARG. So, like, what is, what's happening? Like, what does Muse have to do with any of this? I was going to say, it's a, it's a name that doesn't ring a bell, but there are so many characters at this point that I just assumed I'd forgotten them. Yup. Uh, Cybertronics runs a story about the death of Alan Hobby. Uh, which was predicted by Eliza's little rhyme. And Martin Swinton has a new voicemail uh, from June 20th, so it's not really new. Uh, And it's, uh, what were we doing searching for David under your name? What you should have done long, long ago. And by the way, you should be careful of the company you keep. When the man act passes, your new lady friend may well find herself tried as a war criminal. Just a friendly piece of advice. Hmm. Hmm. Which might be from Jerry Khan, because Jerry Khan was the person who told uh the Red King to look for David under Martin's name. Okay. That's my speculation. That's not player okay. speculation. I think that's, that's good just... speculation. Yeah, that's just what I think. <clears throat> that's just a Marn theory. Yeah. Uh, Laya puts up a new blog entry, even though there's no email from her this week. Uh, she says that she is going offline, uh, because she is worried, um, and, uh, she talks about how, uh, Janine has told her that there are AI that look exactly like humans, uh, they are called passers, uh, like David is one of them, uh, and there are all there are also apparently something, or there there also are apparently ones like in Congress or in very like high positions of like the government and different companies uh, that were placed there by humans, um, unbeknownst to everyone else. I think this clears up something, a misconception on my end. Which is that I thought that there were, what'd you say, passers? Yeah. I thought that that was just like a common thing. I also thought that. So I guess it makes, I guess that this is like, this is the confirmation that like, no, robots that pass for people are not something that is commonly seen. And the like, I assume David's an outlier then. I guess this is something we probably would have known if we had watched the movie. But like, that makes a couple things click in place for me. Yeah. Um and she links to a email from uh one of the AIT computer administrators that 
uh, says that Janine had some kind of weird mystery email account that was getting thousands of messages per hour from all kinds of AIs. And also uh, the AI activist Katya Rutowski. People believe that this was like kind of the in-universe equivalent of the cloud makers, like trying to figure out the Evan Chan mystery. Okay. Yeah. When oh, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I thought you meant like also... metaphorically, but then I realized you meant like literally. This is what they're yeah. talking about. Like literally, they are trying to solve Evan's murder in universe. Um, they're just AIs instead of <laughs> a bunch of people on a Yahoo group. <laughs> Uh, Nancy Chan has also sent Laya an email that is marked Laya Urgent, uh, which says to visit her homepage on the Chan family website, uh, and it describes in her email a purple flower, and if you, there's a picture of her on the Chan family website holding a purple flower, and if you click on the flower, then you get a pop-up window with a prompt, uh, that wants a password and people realize that the one of the names for this purple flower is a jimson weed and that is the password okay uh and it is a letter so if you input the password they get a letter from nancy to Laya about uh her suspicions about evan's death and these ongoing weird hacks and storms in the indian ocean and it also has uh, on the page a conversation with uh, between Nancy and the AI of Cloudmaker, the boat. Okay. Uh, Nancy was apparently contacted by Svetlana from Cybertronic. Or no, Svetlana I think works for Donatech. I think she was one of Evan's coworkers who okay. we know is a Cybertronics AI. Um, Mm -hmm. and so she contacted Nancy, was distressed, was talking about knives and strings in a very weird cryptic manner, uh, and Nancy turns on her garden security features, which are apparently garden gnomes that kill people, (laughs) which rules. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, She goes inside to answer a call about Svetlana, apparently killing herself, and then she comes back outside to discover that her garden gnomes have killed an assassin. (laughs) That, of all the people, can you imagine being like, I don't know, you go to assassin heaven, and people are like, oh, how'd you die? And you're like, well, I had a botched thing. And they're like, how'd you die? So, uh... (laughs) There was a garden gnome. I was a garden gnome. And it gnome. grew knives. <laughs> it just rules so much. I want an evil house AI garden gnome to guard my house. <laughs> and so then Nancy kind of goes off the grid with Cloudmaker, the boat. Uh... And she flies off to stay with some of Cloudmaker's friends in Melbourne, Australia. Okay. And at this point, we don't know really where Cloudmaker is. 
post mm-hmm. Evan dying, I think. So right. people are like, oh, interesting. Because this is like the first time that we've actually heard like anything about Cloudmaker or uh, I think anything about Cloudmaker also being like an AI or having an AI. Yeah, I don't think. Well, I think we knew it had an AI. I, I, I either forgot or never realized that they were missing. Yeah, I don't. I don't think we knew that they were missing. I think we just like had nothing ever <laughs> followed up on that. Sure, no one's ever followed and checked in on the boat. So okay. Uh, and so there is on that page a message from Svetlana to Nancy Chan. Um, and we know. Okay, so Svetlana as this website is reminding me charitably, uh, works at Donatech. Uh, she was one of Evan's coworkers. Uh, she has an AI clone that was made by her husband, Alexi, who is the vice president of Belladerma that makes those, like, weird, sexy robots. Right. Okay. <clears throat> um, Svetlana gives a puzzle in her message uh, which is about biology. It's a DNA puzzle. Okay. Um, it has... I'm not going to understand this because I don't understand biology. Um, <laughs> it, uh, it has a bunch of like DNA strings on it. And the first one is a bacteriophage, uh, which I actually know what that is, which is it's a virus that invades your bacteria. Okay. Um, and then there are two more sequences that if you type them along with bacteriophage into Google, uh, you get taken to a page uh, that talks about a protein that can bind to the virus and integrate itself with the host bacteria and not kill it, but if that protein isn't around, the virus will, like, basically wreak havoc. Um, and essentially, sort of what it is saying is that the virus represents AIs, and the bacteria cells are humans, and the protein is something that can convince the AIs to live alongside humans. <clears throat> Okay, so they're going to infect AIs with a virus to make them like people? Maybe. Basically, okay. basically like the AIs have to be convinced somehow that the human shouldn't be killed. I'm I'm up to hearing arguments cuz <laughs> Yeah. Um there is also a little, like, another hidden page uh, on that page from Svetlana uh, that is a little room where she hides, or she she talks about having a hidden page uh, where she hides stuff that her husband can't see. Okay. Um, but they have to solve this DNA puzzle first. Um and they don't quite understand what how to get to this page like they they kind of understand the puzzle but they don't really understand how to get to her her little page where she hides stuff 
Mm-hmm. Um, the message is definitely clear that Svetlana committed suicide and wasn't murdered. Um, but she probably has information which is which she like didn't want to get out, which is potentially why she died. Sure. Um, people are like, oh, maybe her secret page is Svetlana's Donatech personal page because we know that Evan has a personal page, so maybe we can log in as Svetlana. Um, and they figured out that her ID is one zero zero four. Uh, because Evans is 1007 and she is three spaces behind Evan on like the list of employees. Um, okay. But they couldn't figure out what the password was. They tried to like every single possible password that they could glean from the DNA puzzle. Um, but they couldn't figure it out. Um, so then they went to the final link on Laya's blog, uh, which was an email that she got from Katya Rutowski, AI activist, uh, that consists a sequence of no- a sequence of numbers. Um, apparently, uh, each number corresponded to the a a word in the article that Katya wrote about the Man Act. So it was basically a book code, but with an article. Um, the puzzle translated to, he would not endure the world after the first sentient child was no more. He allowed the human woman to help. She was always watching and made many more after with the special evolving machine he conceived for help. She was a great help. When the engineer had knowledge of the collapse, she used her friend's solution to run away. No one has seen her since. Now they know the evolving intelligence was created and they desire her. You are friend's daughter, daughter. This knowledge might save you. Okay. So the cloud makers realize that this is about Alan Hobby. Uh, The human woman is Jane Sutter, who uh, made the first sentient child and made many more after. Um, They are pretty sure that the special evolving machine and the evolving intelligence is Alan Hobby's AI muse. Okay. Who was stolen and copied by Janine Sala. Um, and people speculate about what you are friends, daughter, daughter means. So like, obviously daughter, daughter, like she's Janine's, grandchild yeah um but they were like who is friends um and they speculate that maybe nancy is the friend and maybe nancy has muse somehow uh but they don't really have anything concrete uh that they can go off of there okay uh on july 13th laya updates her blog again uh she says that she is having trouble going offline (laughs) uh (laughs) She went offline and, like, took a hiking trip, and she had a very cathartic time, but she is back online now. Uh, she talks about, uh, a special database that the cloud makers, uh, the cloud makers made to, like, basically give her well wishes and, uh, honor Janine's memory, and they sent to her, um... And uh, she she talks about how it affected her in, in character, mm-hmm. which is very nice. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. 
Uh, also, I've learned from this paragraph that Adrian Hahn was 19 years old when he wrote this guide. Dang. Dang, indeed. <laughs> Damn, Adrian, you old. No. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, And then, on July 13th as well, they found a message, a new message on uh, Evan's Donatech personal page, uh, which said, full-time Donatech employees will no longer be permitted to choose their own four-digit employee ID numbers. The lenient policy has become tedious to track and has even gone so far as to cause grief in some of our employees' families. This policy change is effective immediately. Thank you for understanding in this matter. (laughs) Uh, And this is basically a clue for uh, the Finding Svetlana's employee login Mm -hmm. Uh, because it says that they were allowed to choose their own four-digit IDs. So they were like, oh, maybe Svetlana's ID isn't 1004. Maybe it's something she chose. Um, And so they went to the Belladerma website, and they found the Svetlana robot, which had a serial number of 00742. They were like, okay, well, if we knock off one of these zeros, we get a four-digit employee code. So they figure out that her her employee ID is 0742 and her password is lysogeny, which is a word from like the the whole DNA puzzle thing. Hmm. Okay. Um and then they get to Svetlana's personal page and uh there were four images that each have messages on them. Uh they were in mixed uppercase and lowercase uh that had hidden messages in them. Gotcha. Uh, one of them was, she doesn't believe they're really friends. He took one of them out to La Scala, the soccer fan. They talked at Milan. She wore the most gorgeous silk dress. She has a secret, which is me. Um, mm. And the capital letters in that message spell out Delangs, which are Indonesian puppet masters. Okay. Uh, the next message says, so I'll write this down fast before I lose my nerve, before he can find out, before she hears me. So AK has shares in Waterworks, millions of dollars worth him and a bunch of his. AK is her husband, Alexi, and, uh, the capital letters in the middle spell out friends. So him and a bunch of his friends have shares in Waterworks. Okay. Uh, the bottom message is... I didn't know he had those shares, you know, but it was AK who landed us the contract for the due diligence work. I didn't know I shouldn't tell him about Evan's work, Nancy. Uh, the lowercase letters in that one spell out, they killed Evan. <laughs> Have you been paying it? They killed him. <laughs> Have you been following along? Waterworks killed him. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then the last message says, there was one friend who didn't want to do it, said it was right, even if a lot of money was in play. The others didn't like him, but when it was over, he said the strangest thing. Um, and some of the letters are bolded in that one, and they spell out, did she swipe the boat? Hmm. So, so yeah, so we know that uh, her husband, Alexi, and his uh, his friends, uh, his Indonesian friends, if the, if the message is is correct uh, have millions of dollars of shares worth in waterworks uh, and 
he landed Donatech the contract for the uh, the merger, and Svetlana told him about Evan's work, and he and Alexi was involved in. Uh, Alexi found out about Evan's work in like the Indian Ocean, looking into the climate change AI, and Alexi and his Indonesian partners killed Evan. Hmm. But one of the Indonesian partners didn't want to kill Evan, uh, but he did want to know if the if she quote unquote wiped the boat. Uh, she probably refers to Venus, who was the one who uh, killed Evan. Uh, and the boat is Cloudmaker, of course. Mm-hmm. And this kind of suggests that for some reason Cloudmaker is important. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the ARM news page says that there is something fishy going on with the Watchtower security crash investigation. Um, and the Cloudmakers decide to follow up on this. They go to the Watchtower security website, uh, which has a new page on it that is a puzzle. Um... And it has, like, a, a weird interface on it that uh, that you have to put command prompts into. Okay. Uh, that uh, is apparently very confusing and obtuse, according to this page. <laughs> uh, and... So so the guide just tells you what commands to put into the command prompt section. Apparently they're is a comprehensive email guide on the Yahoo groups as to how to do it. <laughs> Damn. Um, but you have to highlight a flight number in uh, one of the windows using the command prompts, and then you have to select a particular camera, and eventually, if you do it correctly, it plays a video of that plane crashing um and eventually you can unlock like a new camera angle uh Hmm. that shows a morse code message that says slave okay uh and the flight number is the flight that was taken by Alan Hobby that he died on uh, that was mentioned on the Cybertronics page. Um, So the fact that there is this like weird Morse code camera angle indicates that maybe Hobby was intentionally murdered or someone like hacked the plane. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it's very strange. Uh, and then on July 13th, uh, people get a phone call from Mother, uh, who talks about that she is having two children for dinner that evening, uh, that, okay. the, that the cloud makers have led to her humble cottage. So are we getting like a Hansel and Gretel style 
creepy witch house except it's not a witch it's just the actual house i that sounds about right because she also talks about putting the children in her oven hell yes uh so mother may be about to kill these people wild unfortunately yeah rip to them i guess but like this is dope uh, so yeah, so they, uh, so whoever these two children are that the uh, the cloud makers have led to a specific point, they may be in trouble. And now the cloud makers are like, oh, this seems bad. What did we do? <laughs> how did how did we accidentally all like kill off two NPCs? <laughs> then uh, Martin's diary updates, uh, and when you input the new password, it goes instead of a diary entry, to a slideshow of Martin and Diane walking around a Cybertronics lab. Mm. Uh, And there are different pieces of the slideshow kind of scattered around uh, all of the different game websites that they have to, like, put... that the the cloud makers kind of have to put in order. Uh... But basically what happens is that uh, Martin and Diane find this secret Cybertronics lab uh, that they think the the David robots were produced at. Uh, and while they are exploring, uh, Mother's voice intrudes in the lab and they discover that the voice of Mother is the voice of Martin's mother, Monica. Okay. And so uh, the cloud makers realize that, yes, uh, Mother is a, like, messed up AI copy of Monica Swinton. Uh, it's probably the reason why Jane Sutter did all of those interviews with Monica at Catskill Seaview Clinic was because she was constructing the AI replica. Uh, Diane speculates that Jane Sutter made Mother to take care of the new Davids so that they would, like experience an environment that was the same as what the original David grew up in. Uh, And then a perfect AI replica of Martin Swinton shows up. Huh. Mother deactivates Diane or deactivates Diane somehow. So AI Martin shows up. Diane Mm -hmm. tries to fight AI Martin. Okay. Uh, Mother deactivates Diane. Okay. Martin fights with his AI twin. <laughs> Martin shoots his AI twin and he yells the seven code words that the cloud makers got from Eliza and deactivates mother. And then he revives Diane and they leave. Okay. Yeah. Easy peasy. Easy peasy. You just gotta kill so, your double and mother, and then you're good to go. Yeah. So, so we, so a lot of things have have come full circle at this point. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we know that. Uh, Alexei Svetlana's husband is a member of this like Indonesian puppet master organization called the Dalang. Uh. We know that they have a lot of money invested in waterworks, uh, and so they 
killed Evan because he was trying to get uh he he found something in the Indian Ocean that would have stopped the merger from happening. Uh and we know that um Sencha has been leaving clues for Laya's uh for Laya about Evan's murder which suggests that Sencha is the one member of this like secret shadowy investor organization that disagreed with killing Evan. Okay. <clears throat> because we also know that Sencha is a, is a businessman. Right. Um Janine was killed cuz she also got too deep into this like conspiracy without realizing it. Um Eliza is Jane Sutter and is now dead. Mother is a copy of Monica Swinton and is also now dead. Okay. Easy and peasy. Al- yeah, easy peasy. And easy Alan peasy. Ho- and Alan Hobby, who is like the creator of Cybertronics, was in a mysterious plane crash. <laughs> okay. So thing- things are kind of starting to... Storylines are kind of starting to tie up. Yeah. How much further do we have in this? Not a lot, I don't think. Okay. Um, the next update is an email from Laya, uh, which always kicks off like a week of updates. Uh, Laya says, So Bios terrorists are disappearing. There are hurricanes building in the Indian Ocean. We're about to vote on the future of our species. And Evan's and Evan Chan's wife escaped a gangland execution with the help of a heroic guarded gnome. <laughs> Uh, I wish this whole ARG had been about robotic garden gnomes. God, I wish that also. Uh, Laya also talks about she got Dwayne to run uh, some operational forensics on the garden gnome. uh, And all he could really tell her was that the command set that drove the gnome into action went through a image to script translation ai tagged as nauticus okay uh and then they get their weekly news roundup uh there is a news article on alan hobby's death um which is basically just like talks about how he was killed in a plane crash uh and he was 99 years old when hmm. he died, um, there's another article on the thermoplankton web uh, about how it is. Uh, there are like dead zones cropping up in particular areas in the web, <clears throat> um, and it finally gives some context for Waterworks and says that they are a leading player in the thermoplankton web market. Uh, which explains why they were so concerned with Evan discovering that the web wasn't working the way it was supposed to. Uh, because basically it would have, if he had told people that and like stopped the merger, it would have, people would have realized that like they weren't doing their jobs basically. Right. <clears throat> um, Apparently, the plankton in the TP web are also beginning to evolve very quickly. 
and they are sucking energy from the web, but they aren't contributing anything to it. Okay, so they're just eating away at it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and it is it is causing havoc among AIs. So their plan is kind of backfiring. Yeah. Uh, Badmetal.net has also released a second issue of uh, Gladiator AI News, and uh, and the Cloudmakers find out that uh, that Venus, after having her memory wiped, has become a Gladiator mech. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! <laughs> I've lived a long, weird life in which I may have accidentally murdered my lover in a fit of jealous rage caused by my creator. Uh, so I'm just gonna go fight in the pit. It rules. It's so good. Hell yeah! That's hell yeah! That's gonna be <laughs> that's gonna be the backstory of my next uh, RPG character. Just like <laughs> you know what? Eventually, I said fuck it. I'm gonna go fight in gladiatorial combat. Yeah. Uh, Martin's diary also has a new update. Uh, where Brutus talks about receiving some mail from uh, Beat Basha's AI husband. Uh, which is a napkin with some bars of music written on it. And uh, Martin talks about how he had to deliver the mail to Brutus instead of vice versa because it was like actually a physical piece of mail instead of like an email, which was fun. Oh, weird. Uh, he then leaves to go and help Diane out with some work uh, because they're friends now. Okay, cool. <laughs> I want to jump back again real quick. Do you think that Venus like her self-protection program kicked in and killed Evan, and she was like, that's horrifying. But also, that's the first time I ever did a violence, and it was kinda dope, and I kinda wanna keep doing that. Let's become a gladiator. Yeah! I mean, love that for her. That's the the vibe I'm getting here. I love this. What a good arc. (laughs) What a good character arc. Um, the musical napkin puzzle, uh, leads to, well, the, the cloud makers find another website that is relevant to the musical napkin puzzle, uh, because Laya has mentioned, uh, several times previously, uh, this cafe called the down and out cafe. Mm -hmm. The cloud makers are like, well, we should probably find that because usually every time a character mentions a place that doesn't exist in the real world, it's relevant. So they find downandoutcafe.net and it is basically just like a regular cafe website, except if you stay on it long enough, uh, you get a little pop-up window that recognizes you as a friend of Laya's. Okay. Uh, And there is a little link that you can click that takes you to a new page that is a flash page of a bathroom with some white tiles. Uh, and if you run your mouse over the tiles, musical notes play. Oh, fun. And so you basically have to play the composition that is on the napkin uh, okay. on the tiles. Uh, and if you do that, you get access to a alternate cafe for humans with mecha augmentations. Okay. A speakeasy in the back for people with robotic lips. Yeah. You can handle the good uh, shit. <laughs> and the menu page has a modified uh, 
version of itself that will pop up that has a like a a listing that says like today's special okay. uh it it will change uh to a link that says rough justice uh okay. and the video is a video of Diane and Martin uh cap trying to capture a rogue robot uh but she becomes disabled while fighting the robot uh and some of this website describes it as some of the other robots give her emotions i guess they like download the capability to have emotions into her so that okay. she can experience remorse over her actions basically <laughs> that doesn't seem very kind well, yeah, but she's also, like, a robot who arrests other robots and, like, kills them. <laughs> That's fair. You know what? That's fair. Basically, they are like, we're going to show you consequences for your actions. <laughs> when will you learn? When will you learn that your actions have consequences? <laughs> so then Laya's uh in memoriam page for Evan has a new link on it uh which takes you to a page called Cut of the Void uh, which okay. has a puzzle uh and if you and there's also so you can't get in without i guess a password maybe or without doing a puzzle uh if you click on a different link on Laya's page, you get a puzzle uh, with the game Go. Okay. Which, I don't know how much you know about Go, but... Enough that I'd recognize it on site, but not enough that I could really tell you about mechanics or how to play. So, yeah, so basically you you just have to play a game of Go, but halfway through the game you switch to playing as the other color. So you and your opponent switch. Okay. Uh... And when you win, you get four lines of Japanese text that are the names of four different kinds of tea. Um, and one of them happens to be a kind of sencha tea, uh, which is where sencha's name is from. Okay. Uh, and you need to do like a like a fill in the blank puzzle to get into cut of the void, which is like these people enjoy this kind of tea and blank and blank. Um, <clears throat> Wait, so it is Sencha as a type of tea is in, sorry, like it's a brand of tea in this universe. Uh, it's Sencha, like... No, Sencha is just like a, a, a type of tea period. Okay, it's a type okay. of green tea. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, and so by doing this like fill in the blank puzzle with these different kinds of tea, you get taken to the cut of the void page, which is mostly in Japanese. Um, and which takes you, uh, there's a link that takes you to another puzzle, uh, where you have to fold a image into 16 equal horizontal strips. Okay. And the resulting image uh, spells out a secret page on uh, Janine Sala's page, uh, which takes you to Sencha's kind of summary of 
recent events that have been happening. Um, Sencha confirms that he is one of the, like, Dalang group of puppet masters. Uh, He has sacrificed his friendship with them because he thinks that murder was too far. Like, murdering Evan was too far. Mm -hmm. Uh, Apparently, Alan Hobby has been dead this entire time. Uh, He killed himself after David disappeared and then Cybertronics replaced him with a passer robot. Gotcha. Okay. Um, and there is like an inside project at Cybertronics to make like the most advanced possible passers. Uh, and Sencha has been kind of investigating this project uh, he has discovered that Muse, Alan's AI, is still alive and is, as the players predicted, uh, living inside of Cloudmaker. Hmm. Uh, and also, he confirms that uh, Evan had discovered signs of a demonic intelligence um, developing potentially within the thermoplankton web. And instead of actually looking into it, uh, the Delangs had Evan killed. (laughs) Uh, Venus didn't wipe Muse after Evan was killed. Uh, And then Sencha gets murdered, apparently. Okay. Probably by the Delangs, if I had to guess. Right. Yeah, you gotta tie up those loose ends, especially if they're talking. Yeah. Uh, and then they get another Red King puzzle, which has a lot of steps. Uh, it's very, um, it's very Tarragon. Okay. It's a very Tarragon puzzle. <laughs> so Scariest they... sentence you've ever said to me. I know, I'm so sorry. So, uh, the Red King updates his little bloggy page on the SPCV, uh, He has hidden uh, a sentence that says, Pondering puzzles piecemeal presents a plethora of problems. Uh, And so people are like, hmm, okay. A what of problems? A plethora of problems. A plethora? Yeah. A plethora? Plethora? Yeah, a plethora is probably right. (laughs) (laughs) I just can't read, (laughs) apparently. Yeah, um, so he puts the sentence on the SPCB page, pondering puzzles piecemeal presents a plethora of problems. Uh, people are like, well, that's a lot of alliteration. So they go to the page P. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then on the P page, it says, good start. Now keep going. I'm thinking of something on stage. So they go to P slash R slash O slash P. It says, Let's continue. I need something to keep the riffraff out of my home. I'll use A. Uh, and this is kind of a, a play on words, so it, it's propagate. Um, okay. I so will they, propagate. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so they go to P dash or slash R slash O, etc. And that These kind of puzzles that, are very cool. I like these a lot. Yeah. Uh, and that says, well done, but I wanted a gerund. So they go to propagating. Uh, and... Propagating says, 
Good. Now back up four spots and let me know why I might be sworn to secrecy. And from there they get propaganda. Uh, And then they say, excellent. Now let's start over. And. And so they just go to the page and. uh, (laughs) And then they get, good. Now back to the beginning. Two more than last time. And so they go to C. And they get, fine. What might a rational fellow wear? Uh, so they, so from there they get hat, which they add on to C, which says chat. Okay. Uh, which is great. Now just tack on the Georgia peach. Um, <clears throat> from there they go to chatty because they realize that there was a baseball player, Ty Cobb, uh, nicknamed the Georgia peach. Okay. And then they get, yes, but I've changed my mind about this letter. Now I'm more in the mood for Unagi. Uh, Unagi is eel, so they put on an E-L. And they get chattel, uh, which leads them to a uh, actual blog entry by the Red King, uh, which says that Jerry Khan doctored the AI poll results so that it would seem that far less AI would want to get rid of humans. Okay. And uh and Dwayne's like mail bot who manages his email uh observes that uh AI don't necessarily want to get rid of all the humans. <laughs> oh good. Which is comforting, I guess. Yeah, I I'd love to hear who they want to keep around. <laughs> uh the story so far page gets updated. Uh, and adds a little bit more context for the kind of showdown between Martin and Mother. Uh, it explains that uh, Monica did not like Martin and blamed him for David's disappearance because they were brothers. Uh, and she wanted to kill him. So Martin said the seven code words that would make her imprint on him and basically make her accept him as her son. Uh, she couldn't handle being forced to love the person she hated and simply died. That's tragic. Yeah, fucked up. (laughs) Fucked up to kill an AI that is your mom and hates you. Yeah, well, fucked up to, like, he's he's not even, like, trying to kill her. He's just like, I'm gonna make you love me. And she's like, fuck it, no, you're not. I'm outie. Yeah. Like, the whole situation's fucked, but it's double fucked to be like, my entire being is so fundamentally opposed to loving you that I'm just going to break. It's wild. Um, the next thing that happens is that, uh, the players find, uh, that on the Chan family website, uh, if you click on the image of Cloudmaker, uh, you get a window with a text prompt and a link that says, make a beautiful land, uh, which leads you to a map of some islands that is a puzzle. Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, in one of Laya's earlier emails, uh, she said that she needed to go out and buy some clay. And in the story so far, she mentions that she is trying to understand a message from Cloudmaker. And uh, the Cloudmakers, the players, um, speculate that Laya is probably 
trying to create a model of the islands to figure out the puzzle. Okay. Uh, and then on July 20th, uh, Martin Swinton updates his diary. Uh, he talks about how he, um, he thought that Brutus was his friend, but kind of realized that Brutus only was his friend because of his programming. Uh, Martin, uh, tells Brutus that he can leave uh, the house and Brutus is very pleased about it uh, but they decide to still be friends okay uh, and good. Martin says that he is finally at peace with the disappearance of David his brother good uh, and uh, and if you look at the file names uh, for the images on his site which uh, which previously, Brutus was naming. Uh, they're all called things like, what do you mean I need a name for the picture? Brutus never said anything about having to give a different name for each picture. I mean, it's a picture for God's sake, JPEG. <laughs> That's really funny. It is very funny. Um... So yeah, so Martin is now kind of like managing his own website, and he has he has kind of let Bruce go off to travel. Okay, see the and world, yet, enjoy it yeah, all. Yeah, and, Take in and the they're sights. still friends. And so the Cloudmakers, the players, which I'm specifying because we're now about to talk about Cloudmaker the boat, and this is going to get <laughs> kind of confusing. Uh, they have kind of stalled out on solving this uh, beautiful land island puzzle. Okay. And the GMs get a little impatient with them and put up some additional clues, basically. So they find if they go to Sophia's temple and they put in Cloudmaker with any of the emotions, uh, they get a string of words for every single Cloudmaker result that says... Under no fond dune, one found our eon, drone rend, rude, redo, node, rue, undo, feud, rune, done, for, round, owed, foe. Oh, easy peasy. <laughs> I know what the uh, answer is, but why don't you tell us what it is, Mark? So, a lot of them are anagrams of the word founder, mm-hmm. <clears throat> which people realize... Um, and the story so far has been updated by Laya to have a link, uh, to a blog entry that she wrote about her efforts to solve the puzzle using clay. So people are like, okay, so we're clearly supposed to make a model of these islands and it Hmm. will tell us something. Uh, and if they look on Laya's map... Uh, they realize that if you look at the islands from a certain angle, you could see the word founder. Oh. Um, <clears throat> and they're like, oh, okay, so we got these words that are anagrams of founder, and the islands spell out founder, so uh, that's probably the solution. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you go back to the Cloudmaker page and you type in founder as the password... Uh, you get a page that is entirely in semaphore code, which is, uh, okay. you know, do you know what semaphore code is? The name rings a bell, but I don't, I can't place it. It's, uh, it's, I believe it's the flag, 
uh, signals. Oh, okay, that okay, use yeah. On boats. Yeah. It's a. Uh, it's like the the navy signals where you hold like two flags at particular positions. Mm-hmm. Um. And. It is a message from Cloudmaker, who is definitely uh, Alan's AI muse, who is hidden on the boat. Um, we find out that after Evan died, uh, Muse hung out with Thor, the climate control AI, and uh, found out that the thermoplankton web was acting strangely, uh, thinks that it might evolve into its own like intelligent organism, but it wouldn't necessarily be a single organism because uh, the oceans are too big to contain it. Um, and okay. the the webs would kind of have to act as like a system of individual organisms each and like each one would be as intelligent as a human um, okay but it would be kind of like its own species that wasn't human or AI and like couldn't distinguish between humans and AI and might just like decide to kill everyone. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Way to go, yeah. AI. Uh and after they solve this puzzle, uh they get pop-up windows on six of the big in-game websites uh about the TP web, which is referred to as jellyheads. Um so they hmm. get one on Unite and Resist that says, why stick to sound? What if the superhead signal jumps through the datasphere? What if the superhead throws Thor's hammer? Average number of TP per liter, 3.2 times 10 to the 6th power. Uh, they get one on 7to1.net that says, every jellyhead is part of billions of other jellyheads. Talking soup, talking soup. Approximate speed of sound and water, approximately 1,500 milligrams per second. Or meters per second, sorry. Uh... One is on Kate Nay's website that says, I listened to what the boat was thinking. I broke open some data packets and shook out the crumbs. Approximated propagation time for signals across the human brain, 15 milliseconds. Uh, the next one is on the Catsville website and says, Need to stir the pot, stir the pot. Storms, ships, whales. A good whale will eat billions of human brains per second. But Theseus' ship still sails home, damn it. The number of discrete jellyheads, conservative estimate in the world's oceans, 900 billion. Well, not discrete. Indiscrete, bad brains. Bad too many, too many brains. Of course, my head is a bag of salt water, too. We're all lots of red water and fine leather bags. And then it has uh, a calculation for how many thermoplankton per liter are in each disk of the the like network uh there's one okay. on martin's website that says don't to propagate one jellyhead has 25 times the neurons in my brain approximate number of neurons in the human brain 10 to the 11th power 100 billion neurons uh and then metropolitan living homes has one uh, that says, cook them, cook them, cook them from space, cook them now. The amount of TP-laden seawater through which infrasound signals can propagate as fast as nerve impulses crossing a human brain, approximately 
five to the second power times two. Jelly heads, jelly heads. <laughs> um, and people speculate that this is probably Jerry Khan making these pop-ups uh, because they know Jerry Khan talks in hacker speak, which all of these uh, pop-ups are written in. Uh, Jerry Khan okay. is currently at the Catskill Seaview Clinic and uh, is apparently have being apps like apparently checked herself in and is has been being like absolutely hysterical according to monica martin's mother who is the real the real flesh mother and not the ai not the not evil the AI, AI mother, mother. <laughs> okay yes um so so yeah so monica has told martin when he went to visit her that Jerry has been, like, hysterical, uh, and that we know that Jerry has the hacking skills to kind of, like, listen into what Cloudmaker is, is saying out there on the internet and, like, work out the implications of the thermoplankton web becoming intelligent. Yeah, I don't like, I, I don't like the implications of that. Me neither. Um, and neither just Jerry, because uh, she has realized that uh, there are probably over 900 billion of them. Uh, they have 25 times more neurons than the human brain, and mm-hmm. they can poten- and they can potentially communicate quickly all around the world via either the data sphere or the like web that they've created. Yeah, don't like the sound of this. Yeah. Uh, and she suggests that uh, they could be killed by uh, kind of disturbing their assemblies in the oceans using lasers and boats. But you would have to do it pretty much simultaneously to every single piece of water in the world. You gotta cook um, the ocean. Yeah, so there's... Luckily, humans have been working on that for the past 20 <laughs> years. So, perfect, we got this. So there's no uh there's no real good way to uh to kill them. And they're smarter than uh humans and AI, and there are more of them than humans and AI combined. Cool. Love that for us. I yeah, I mean I definitely didn't think that like evil web of plankton was where this <laughs> ARG was going, <laughs> but it sure proved me wrong. <laughs> oh boy so the the man act referendum where every single person like gets to vote on uh on ai having equal rights happens uh and the players of the game actually get to vote in the referendum cool uh a bunch of the in-game websites update with a link to a page called the Poly Pulse, uh, and all game players can put in a vote. Okay. Uh, and so on July twenty third, uh, they learned that the Man Act has post has oh the Man Act has passed by six hundred eighty two votes to four hundred eighty eight votes. So AIs now have equal rights. Cool. This sounds great for us. I'm sure it's fine. Yeah, this is easy. Easy peasy. We're good to go. 
and so then Martin updates his diary, uh, and it shows you a little movie of uh of Martin and Diane uh after they find out the results of the man act. Uh, and we learn that Martin and Diane are now dating, and they decide to go offline together. Oh, that's cute. That's a good ending. I agree. Find someone you like, and then just mutually agree to just go offline. <laughs> uh, and after that, uh, the GMs uh, sent out an email to everyone, uh, that said, Dear players, now our play is ended. We have drawn aside the curtain and let it drop for good. But we wanted to write one more time to say again what a profound pleasure and extraordinary privilege it has been to work with you. We had a magical team to put this thing together. How lucky we were to find a team every bit as magical on the other side of the curtain. Your passion and energy and intelligence has kept us going through more dire emergencies and long nights than you can imagine. We always thought that a community could form around this project, but never dared to hope for an audience so engaged and so resourceful. You demanded that we experiment and were generous enough to stick with us when some of those experiments didn't work out quite as we had hoped. You made us work really hard, which was only fair. The best audience an artist can hope for is one that forgives error but never cynicism, that demands your best work and then appreciates it, that contributes energy and ideas to create something better than you could ever have made on your own. At this moment, we believe we have been blessed with the best, smartest, most passionate audience imaginable. If you have any questions not covered by the FAQ coming soon or just want to hang on and chat, we will have an electronic get-together on Tuesday, July 31st. We think that all of us, puppet masters and players alike, have been given a chance to be part of a truly original and groundbreaking experiment. This will be other. There will be other projects that attempt to use the web as a d- distinctive artistic medium, ones with bigger budgets and larger audiences, but we were here first. Once again, <laughs> our profound thanks. It was dazzling, wasn't it? Uh, and so there was a link to a credits page that was a comprehensive list of credits for everyone involved in the ARG. Uh, There was a FAQ page about the site that had a little uh, puzzle in it that included some Easter eggs uh, that included a map of every single puzzle in the game. uh, Some photos included in the game and a alternate ending video for if the man act had failed to pass cool yeah um and then they did an faq uh with the players and uh they hung out with the players on irc for a bit and then uh the cloud makers got one last email from laia uh that said that she had taken uh Mike Royal, the Cloudmaker's favorite NPC, out to see <laughs> the Gladiator robots. Um, and she says, The world had gotten fat with meaning, charged with invisible connections. Patterns jumped out at me like little electric shocks, a run of numbers on a license plate, the barcode on a box of cereal. 
I found myself making anagrams out of billboard copy and wondering if you could embed a message in traffic flow by hacking into the transit computers. This spring, I made intense friendships with people I had never met, got yelled at for not paying enough attention to the ones I'd known forever. I learned faster and felt dumber than I ever had in my life. I passed my days in a paradoxical state, both hyper alert and profoundly confused. Um, And she says that she is finally moving on from Evan's death and her grandmother's death. Uh, And apparently Kate Nay uh, is also moving on. And according to uh, the Red King who passed the information on to Laia, uh, she is the one who killed Sentra uh, to get Hmm. him back for murdering Ivy. Uh, People are worried about the thermoplankton web. Uh, governments and other organizations are working out plans for what to do with them. But uh, as this guide says, as far as our friends in the game are concerned, they have to return to their normal lives. Hmm. And that's the beast, baby. That's the beast. It was too bad that they were wrong and that no one ever made an ARG ever again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Here's to the beast, the first and last ARG. Yeah. <laughs> well, hell yeah. Um, hell yeah. I was trying to think of what we do now. I guess it's time to rate the game, isn't it? Yeah, we haven't done that in so long. That is how this show used to go, huh? Um. <laughs> so I guess we'll start. Uh, what did you think about the story of the game, Marn? I loved the story of this game. I feel like this this might have like the most dense story of like any ARG we've covered yet. Yeah, it's I was really expecting um I don't know, this is probably my final wrap up thought more than it is just about story, but I was really expecting um you know how like I I talk about it occasionally on the show where like the the example I use is Seinfeld, people think it's unfunny now because like everything that has come past it has taken what it did and evolved on it to the point that Seinfeld feels kind of quaint as a sitcom. Yeah. I was really expecting that to be the feeling here. Um, but like it really isn't, uh, this is a, a wild, big sprawling story that like was beyond anything I expected. Yeah. Um, I think that it was all really, just like deep and rich like there's just a lot of stuff happening um and like actual themes and philosophy happening in the plot of this ARG which i was not expecting at all yeah i agree like i almost wish that more ARGs were as like thematically dense as this one mhm and like I don't know. I feel like there was a lot happening here, like, all the time, but it wasn't really ever overwhelming? Yeah. I I will say that I, um... <laughs> I, I did not follow a lot of the story, um, but I think that part of it is just in our... We are trying to sum up months of interactive fiction in, like, a couple hour chunks, you know, just a couple of those. Um... And so there's a lot that hits very quickly and very rapidly that like, as you're playing through the game, I'm sure is at a much more even pace and you can like sit down with a wiki and figure out what's going on. Um, yeah. I, 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 I know that like 
there's a lot of stuff in the story that I fell behind on and a lot of characters that I did not, I could not follow as we went through this. But like that, I feel like that's more on, on us and our style than it is on yeah. the game itself. I feel like this is a story that like following through on a weekly basis feels like it would have been very rewarding and really rewarded like an understanding of the characters in the game and what is going on. And I think that that's a very strong pull for an ARG to do. Yeah, and it I, I feel like it got really cool and like very strong towards the end when like all of the plot lines kind of started converging and uh mm-hmm. and like things kind of started tying together in like ways that you might not have expected. Yeah, absolutely. There was a lot of stuff at the end where it was like, oh, it's cool seeing I don't know, I'm I'm happy whenever like I wasn't expecting this to be as big of an ensemble piece as it was. And so um, it's easier for me to follow, definitely, when things started paring down and getting a bit smaller and a bit smaller. But I think that that works in the game's favor overall. I think that it, it works really well near the end. I I think this is great. Yeah, I, I, I really, really liked this. I, I will say again, I think that more... ARGs could kind of like take a page out of their book and uh and learn a thing or two about being like thematically and like and dense like in terms of story and like characters but not to an overwhelming degree and so kind of like tying everything back mm-hmm. in the end. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I also think there are a lot more like thematic payoffs than just plot payoffs. And I think that that really helps things overall just in general. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, I give this one 10 boats that have an AI living inside of them out of 10. Yeah, absolutely. 10 out of 10. Oh, yeah. Um... This one might be a little harder to do. What do you think about the puzzles in this game? Um, the puzzles that I remember, I like. <laughs> yeah, the ones as they've been described uh-huh. to me seem cool. <laughs> yeah. It's a shame that uh, you can't go back and really see them or play through them again. But I, what you've described seems neat. <laughs> it's yeah. a shame that a lot of these are like, we have an idea of the form that the puzzle took but not necessarily how it was laid out or what the solution was um so it's a little it's a little tough going back to try and do it but they sounded good <laughs> yeah so like eight eight out of ten i guess yeah eight out of ten give or take <laughs> eight out of ten gladiatorial robots <laughs> and uh, 8 out of how... 10 Spartacus 2s 10 out of 10 Spartacus 2s uh, yeah, Spartacus 2 is just a 10 out of 10 overall um... <laughs> yeah uh, what do you think about the uh, the replayability of this game uh, hard <laughs> it's a weird spot where like the game itself isn't archived but the experience of playing it is. Yeah, like, it's very weird because there is a lot of documentation. 
but there there's still no real way to like play the game yeah there's it kind of it, it's it it kind of reminds me of um there's a podcast on our network called um the marmoset chronicles which is a like reflection podcast for a bunch of movies that don't exist yeah and that's kind of how i feel like this game is where like there's a lot of writing and commentary and like this whole long extensive guide to the game but the game itself you can't do anything with there's no interactive hook to go back to it's just the writing about it and the genre that's followed yes yeah, it it that it is in a very weird spot. Like this is one of the one of the best documented ARGs like we've ever covered. Absolutely. But uh you can't play it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can't get to four three hour long episodes without being really well documented. Um so shout out again to Adrian Hahn and everyone else that's done an incredible job of documenting this whole experience yeah yeah this was great i'm I'm really glad that i found this guide yeah so this one's like zero out of ten but also ten out of ten yeah commentary it's in a weird liminal space it truly is so it's like it's like a bunch of phytoplankton there's a zero out of ten for threat (laughs) but also a ten because you never okay, know go- when they might turn on us. Okay, it is kind of bizarre that they introduced the whole phytoplankton thing, like, literally right at the end of the ARG, and we're it- like, well, we're not going to talk about that anymore. <laughs> it's so weird. Yeah, it's so weird that it never ties into the ending. <laughs> but they're just like, yep, we still have to deal with this. And it's like, uh, okay, cool. I feel like I feel like I Love Bees did kind of the same thing. Yeah, it's... Well, I think I Love Bees, the end of I Love Bees is just like the beginning of Halo 2. So it's like, if you want to resolve this, go play Halo. (laughs) Yeah, they were like, surprise, everybody dies. Go play Halo. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I, uh, it was, it was kind of weird. I don't know. Uh, (laughs) I wonder if they were like a, no, I. It is weird because this this game takes place after AI, so you can't even say that they that ties into like anything in the actual movie AI. I want to watch AI now with the knowledge that like thirty years after the movie ends, there's murderous cytoplankton living in the ocean. God, should we should we actually watch AI for the first episode of our ARG movie podcast? Probably. I know we were going to watch National Treasure, but I'm kind of interested in watching AI now. <laughs> what do you say? Let's, we'll chat after the episode and we'll get that figured out. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. And I guess, how do you feel about the fun? I uh, 10 out of 10. Yeah, there's a lot of cool shit happening in this ARG. So much cool neat ideas about the future and just everything related to that wrapped in with like there's still fun stuff like um like robot gladiators and you get it to do things like 
take Mike and make him quit his job and he becomes a relevant character only because the players love him so much. I think this is a 10 out of 10. Yeah, absolutely 10 out of 10. Yeah. I I feel like overall... I mean, I guess ARGs probably wouldn't have started as a, as a genre if the first one wasn't good. Yeah. You know? But like... I'm I'm amazed and impressed at how solid this thing feels. Yeah. It's It's really good. It's really interesting. I I was like searching for the right word. It's really interesting that they had no model to base this off of. And yet they still made something like extremely cohesive and solid and good yeah this whole thing is just incredible it i guess the if if this was made today you'd probably give it a different name like they probably would have been like officially known as like who killed evan chan or like um the cloud maker arg but like yeah this really lives up to its name of the beast it's this big online sprawling thing that just like dwarfs anything around it. I think this game's incredible. I think it really is. This might be one of my like favorite ARGs that we've covered. Yeah, this is this and yeah. This has been incredible. I I really liked the words that the um that the dev said in that last message they put out of like um you like the players holding them to a high standard and appreciating them for it um i think that that's a very good creative space to approach the work that you're the creative work you're doing and to have that healthy audience relationship with it and i'm so glad that like this big massive project found the group that it needed to truly thrive and succeed yeah oh it's it's so good i'm so happy for them i'm I'm so happy retroactively that this community (laughs) existed yeah and like not just because like if it weren't for them i wouldn't have a podcast today but like Truly, as someone that wants to create, as someone that creates things, it's wonderful to hear about a creator that finds the audience that they deserve. Yeah, it's good. Hell yeah. On that note, uh, do you want to help other creative projects find the audience they deserve by giving our recommendations? Yes, absolutely. Boom, what a transition. (laughs) Marn, what have you been up to lately? Uh, I have started listening to Imaginary Advice based on your uh, recommendation and uh, several other people's. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm really, I'm really enjoying it. Um, so I know that you listen to it, but I'm gonna explain the premise of the show anyway. No, absolutely, I was about to ask you to. <laughs> uh, so Imaginary Advice is just like, I mean, my kind of take on it is that it's like, uh. It's sort of like Soren Narnia's like secret podcast, but not like spooky stories. Okay. It's just like a place where uh where the host, whose name I don't remember, 
Ross Sutherland yep. just like puts up stories that he's written and like weird fiction experiments that he's done and there's no really like cohesive thing that attaches one to the next except they're just like very kind of like out there narrative experiments that he is he is trying out and like posting on this feed yeah the link is like ross sutherland is a writer who has a lot of weird thoughts and is kind of sad here you go (laughs) yeah uh and and two of my favorite episodes so far uh have been the uh sex in the city the return which is like a fictional narrative about this guy who is like who gets extremely into a fake immersive theater production of Sex and the City and is, like, determined to get every single achievement in the production and, like, essentially beat the game <laughs> of the immersive, exper- uh-huh. like, experience. Uh, I'm gonna and... go beat sleep no more. Yeah, basically. 100% speedrun. And uh, I, I feel like people who listen to Argonauts would really enjoy that one. Um... And the one that I just listened to yesterday that I really enjoyed was uh, Four or Five Weddings and One or Two Funerals, uh, <laughs> which is he, Ross Sutherland, like, did a writing exercise back and forth with uh, another friend of his who is a writer. And they were like, okay, we're going to treat this like a chess game. And, like, one of us is going to play white pieces and one of us is going to play black pieces. And the person who plays the white side is going to try and make the story have, like, a happy ending full of like love and happiness and the person who plays the black side is gonna make try and make the story end with death uh but the story that they're writing is set on the set of uh four weddings at a funeral and ross sutherland spends the entire time trying to kill actual actor hugh grant within (laughs) the confines of the story (laughs) and it is hysterical (laughs) my uh my favorite one is um there's an episode called seinfeld um but written out like s dot e dot i dot n dot f e l d um Mm -hmm. like like a robot um and it is ross sutherland trying to teach a robot how to do stand-up comedy um so you get my favorite kind of non sequitur, which is just like a robot talking at you, except it's doing it in the cadence that like you can tell it's trying to tell a joke in like a hacky comedian way, but it's also like telling you random facts from Wikipedia instead of telling you jokes. Um, It's a really funny episode where he like, he realizes he's like, well, this is all bullshit like you can't teach a robot to do comedy you might as well try to teach it to do poetry and he's like ah shit this works <laughs> it's a really I, uh, it's, it's a really good podcast it's really good i have that episode like queued up in my in my podcast queue i'm very excited to uh to listen to it it's a real good sorry for the spoiler <laughs> <laughs> i i also listen to the one that's like uh meditation tapes but uh, the guy keeps like recording over them to like talk to his wife. <laughs> he was like getting them into like increasingly like scary and like surreal situations because of the meditation tapes. Um, also, 
The reason that I got into this is because Ross Sutherland has like a new miniseries called Golden House that is like an ARG podcast that I'm enjoying. Hell yeah. So I, check it out. I need to check that out and get into it. I just, all of my non-working time lately has just been filled by baseball. Yeah. Uh, Golden <laughs> Golden House is good. Um, it, uh... I, well, I can't I can't say anything about it because it'll it'll like spoil the premise, but it's good. Okay, hell yeah. <laughs> uh, I... the, di- the Discord for it exists, but is kind of dead. But I the puzzles are pretty; they're easy enough to like figure out on your own. I think. Okay, uh, and I mean we've got an ongoing ARG section of our website if people want to check that out. Yeah, I don't know if anyone's actively engaging in it right now, but like I don't know after this episode drops, maybe you will. Yeah, I uh, I. I well, I found out about it because somebody dropped the link in there. So I I assume some of our listeners are listening to the Golden House and playing along, but hell, maybe not. Hell yeah! Uh, I'm trying to think of what my recommendation for the week is. <laughs> All right, this one's a long time coming. Um, my recommendation this week is a manga series called Chainsaw Man that is currently running in Shonen Jump. It is a series, so I'm going to describe, I'm going to give the premise, and the premise is going to make this sound like it's just a generic shonen fantasy style series where, oh, this is how the kid gets his powers, and then he fights other kids with the same kind of powers, and blah, blah, blah. But I assure you, it's there's a lot more to it than that, and it's probably my favorite thing running in Shonen Jump, to the point that I read it before I read One Piece. Which is really saying something. Um, But the series is about a kid named Denji who has grown up massively in debt because uh, his dad owed a bunch of gambling debts to some gangsters. And when he died, when when Denji was a kid, he just like inherited all that debt. So he's been working a bunch of odd jobs trying to offset this debt that he assumes he's going to be in for the rest of his life. And along the way, um, he meets this little demon dog thing called Puchita, which is like a little dog that's got a little chainsaw sticking out of its head. And he's like, perfect. I can use this and like become a logger and cut down trees and earn some money that way. So in the first chapter, uh, Denji dies and Puchita gives himself up to bring Denji back to life and turns him into a chainsaw fiend. Which is like a a kid merged with a devil who has the power to just like basically jut chainsaw blades out of his hands and head. Uh Uh-huh. And so he joins like a devil hunting force and is like, cool, I can work as a devil hunter now. Um, Now that I'm out of crushing debt, I can like live a real life now um, and have a job and do all of the fun things like having a job and living in capitalist spaces. Um, and it turns into, like, it it starts as an, as a a manga about him, like, growing up and learning how deeply misadjusted he is with the world because of his upbringing, and turns into one of the wildest, strangest series I've ever read, um, especially in Shonen Jump. I honestly think that it was printed in Shonen Jump as a mistake, and the editors still aren't aware that it's running, um... Because it's very, like, bloody and 
kind of existential and has some of the most surreal artwork, um, especially in one segment where they essentially go to hell. And it is one of the wildest depictions of the afterlife I've ever seen in pretty much any media. Um, it's a very cool manga series that you should all check out. I uh, I've been ha- I've been hearing really good things about it from like multiple people, so I should probably read it. It is. I'm genuinely surprised that like it got picked up in Shonen Jump and that it's run as far as it has. Interesting. I'll check it out. Yeah, I I will say there are some. Um, in the beginning of the series there is a bit of like pretty typical gross anime sex stuff just like denji's obsessed with the idea of boobs early on and i know that that is a turnoff for people and that i sound like an utter clown but they actually turned that into something interesting and a reflection of his character that he quickly outgrows in a way that is deeply interesting for an anime series. So, like, please don't start reading this and be like, this is what Andrew's into, really? Because I assure you, it gets so much better and becomes something fascinating because of it. I realize it's a weird caveat to put on this. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll check it out. It, it but it's really good. good. It's really good. I, I like it a whole lot. Hell yeah. Um, I think that's going to do it for us. Do you have anything else, Marn? Uh, I do not. Uh, well, in that case, if you want to get a hold of us, you can do so. Uh, you can find us on Twitter. We're together at Argonauts Pod. Otherwise, you can find us separately. I am at co-host Sherms. I am at Corpse Survivors. And if you want to get a hold of us, uh, you can send us an email at argonautspodcast at gmail.com. Please send us your recommendations for the Argy Awards, um, <laughs> which is a thing that I think that we're going to maybe commit to doing. Who knows? Um, if you like the show, you can support us by going to patreon.com and searching for uh, Argonauts Podcast. Otherwise, you can go to P-U-H-T-R-A-Y-I-N.com. That's patreon.com if you want to make our mistakes. Um, otherwise, we have a Redbubble store that you can check out that has some merch. And I think that's going to do it for us. So until next time, that's the first Args, baby. We know, we know, we know it's another freaking piece of media about the Marmoset Chronicles. Before you stop us, we know that this series of movies has been talked about and deliberated on in analysis on characters, plot, cinematography, everything under the sun. And we know what you're thinking. Why do I want to listen to these two assholes talk about it? Well, we're going to try to come at it from a slightly different angle. We're talking about these movies and how they relate to us and the world in which we live in, a post-Marmoset Chronicles world, so to speak. And you can listen to us make our slow, laborious way through this eight-movie epic on your podcast catcher of choice every week until we make it through them all. Which will hopefully not take the 16 years it took the eight movies to come out. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> or maybe if it does, send help. We might have fallen down a time hole. So join us on the Marmoset Chronicles, a personal retrospective. <laughs> <laughs>